Is that what you're saying? What? Out the door. I had to take that Jason. Okay. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to another edition. That's right. It's we. It's we. It's that triple T with a big bad B. As, as Napper's going to make some kissy noises. Yeah, that was random. Yeah. Oh, uh, because of Buster. It's Buster. I can't help myself. It's Buster. Like, you guys can do the show. I'm just going to close the door. Okay. I mean, all right. <laughs> That'll be any different from when you actually participate. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to fold him. I'm not going to fold him. Look, that's, Buster's a big deal. Sorry. sorry. I've been watching a lot of Friends lately. I'm sorry. It's very, very rare that he actually seems to like me, so I'm, I'm taking it as a win. Haven't oh. you watched Friends? This is how we treat our friends. Uh, friends is so overrated. I love Friends. It's not. It's nostalgia for me. Well, that's because we're old. We're old? I'm not. I'm going to hopefully get there. I mean, I'm still old enough to have Seinfeld be nostalgia for me. No, I can get Anywho, it's we, it's we, it's that triple T with the big bad B. That is Jason McCarthy, Mr. Minister. How are you, sir? I'm all right. I know that, uh, did you like how I threw your name in there? With I the, like the, that. You also reminded me that I got a message that I need to see if I can get booked for a wedding. So, you know, yeah. I'm going to do that randomly. Well, that's, yeah, no, that's what we are here at uh, To The Turnbuckle. We are Culture Cast. What do you like to say before I introduce uh, Glasgow over here? I mean... No, probably not. Something will pop up later, more than likely. I can just sense it. So here he is. That's right, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, going to soon join a biker gang. I'm talking about a man that for some reason likes hockey, even though that's a Canadian sport. He roots for uh, the most overrated school I've ever seen in my life, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow. But that's that's so does the one that's on the other side. That's egregious, overrated. Yeah, I mean, it's just how it worked out. So he's, he's just not annoying about it. No. And to be fair, no, you're, you're not annoying about it. I at was going to say, to be fair, compared to your pals. Yeah. To be fair, I know you're, you're a much more fair man. Um, but anywho, nicest compliment you ever paid me. Well, I'm going to pay a few because it's. I'm, I'm in a great mood, boys. I'm in a great mood. It's just great to be here. It's been a few weeks since you've been in person at the McCarthy uh, manhole. Manner, sir. Manhole. Manner. That's egregious. Manhole. That's egregious. Lick my manhole. Anywho, 
Sorry, did I say man? I meant Mansoor. All right, fine. Mansoor. Mansoor. Oh, God, who's that guy? Released, but uh, he needs repackaged. Yeah. Like, why does Lacey Evans get a third repackaging? But but uh, but we're still doing the maximum male stripper. Fine, talk about. I got two two reasons. Go for it. I mean, well, she's blonde, <laughs> and she's attractive, <laughs> so she earns more opportunities because she's easier on the eyes and more. Up and coming young male viewers will watch the show because of it. Because even though as as you know, time went on and I got sick of the hot women that couldn't wrestle in the Attitude Era, I didn't give a shit. Sixteen years old, hell yeah, Sable's the best ever. And then you yeah, realize, a long time for you. I know, yeah, I know. Uh, what a long time. Let's talk about a long time of me not being in that middle school. So was so. Um, hey, Buster. So I gotta ask: Was Fabulous Moolah and May Young hot back in the day? Not really. They were always kind of ugly. Just I mean, not to, not to be mean. They just weren't easy on my eyes, man. Buster, we are doing a podcast. <laughs> Wait your turn. I will introduce you as I do everybody. God. Aw. You better pet him now. Look at him. Oh, hang on over there. He's been loading right at me. Here he is. I'm trying to produce content over here. <laughs> and so is he. What kind of content is he trying to produce? I don't know who he's trying to help. I don't know who's more dramatic, the dog or Jason. Hey, oh, <laughs> so, anywho, Mr. Napper, I gotta ask before we get in this big wrestling thing. How are you, sir? I'm fantabulous. What's new with you? I'm a little tired though, because work was not long, but seven to three shifts are never easy to stay come back from. <laughs> I mean, I'd complain, but mine was 6.30 to, like, noon, so, yeah. Did you, did you nap or? Nah. Well, I might be. <laughs> Got stuff to do. I it was tomorrow, good, maybe. because I just came off of a back-to-back days off, so that's nice, because I don't usually get those. Well, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But we're moving good on the show here. This is yeah. beautiful, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm I got a pretty good schedule this week. I'm 7 to 3 most of my days that I'm working this week, and except for bad. the two days I'm off, which is... Our week. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into it here. This episode is titled "As Regal Turns." <laughs> Why is it titled "As Regal Turns"? Because apparently, after the quickest nine month stint in history, or at least AEW history. Oh, sure. He puts it all on him. I didn't mean to hit the button. It was just a happy accident. Hi, Buster. Sorry, I yelled at you, Buster. I was just trying to produce some content, bro. He was just trying to help, bro. Okay, Buster. So, William Regal is apparently heading back to the WWE. Uh, We were wondering on that. There has been a lot of conflicting reports. I mean, there's been more conflict with William Regal than there is the Mideast Peace Crisis. Um, So, there's been a lot of conflicting reports on his status, but everybody has seemed to settle on. He is out. He is Audi 5000, bro. He is Audi. Going home to the WWE to work for uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque, um, Levesque. Levesque. Leviticus, um, Cornwall, mm-hmm. Leviticus Cornwall. I, I get confused with those two. Uh, it's kind of egregious, don't yeah. you think? Considering his I mean, father-in-law is the I mean, devil. Satan gave us knowledge, and Triple H only gave us wrestling. 
and he didn't really give us wrestling. Triple H is giving that me nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. He gave you 30 years of his life. You to try to entertain you, and you I didn't appreciate him for US it. Title champion again. I, I, oh, that's true. Uh, 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 I was about to say before I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> that he has proven me wrong thus far on Austin Theory. That is for sure. Now, do I think he'll be the top, the top face of the company? He should be. No, but I can, I can tolerate. Oh, he's not a face anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying this guy should be the guy that replaces Roman Reigns. We should be talking about him the next 10, 15 years. He make, you know, he makes MJF look like light work, in my view, and it's fantastic. Look. Why? Because Not because he's a better promo. No one's better on the stick right now than MJF. But I think Austin Theory's a better wrestler. Let's, let's, I don't let's, know, man. I, MJF's I, didn't, I didn't plan on having this debate, but who is the better, the better in-ring worker, Austin Theory or MJF? I know promo's no comparison. And... <sighs> How old is you know what? MJF? I'm, he's 24, and I'm going to say MJF. He's he's the old, he's because when, yeah, he does a lot of talking, and he doesn't do not as much Bray Wyatt. That's true. <laughs> that's he's only he's o- I don't yes. know. He headbutted L.A. Knight once. That's something. That's something. <laughs> but um, when MJF does wrestle. And you get down to it, he is crisp as hell in that ring, and it's all old school style. Nothing wrong with what Austin Theory does. I I enjoy that shit too. I mean, some people don't, and he doesn't flip as much as say the Young Bucks do. There is a lot more, and, and I think that's where nobody talking to you about your matches gets in AEW's way because they still have issues with selling. They still have issues with getting all their shit in. Some of them do. And, I mean, I, I get it. I used to want to get my shit in, too, when I was in my 20s. And I'm just out here, you know, maybe I'll make it, maybe I won't. But now you're trying to build a product. Well, nice full circle discussion because they have let a guy go that can help with all that. William Regal is a guy that's forgotten more about this business than the three of us will ever know. I, well, I assume. Maybe someday we'll ever know. Uh, well, could, but... On the same, yes, that's awful that Regal's gone. It's, I think it's bad for a learning tree for as far as AEW. Um, <laughs> but good, that's for sure. it's definitely not good for business. One of CM Punk's issues was no one wanted to listen. Now there, there's something to be said of why they didn't want to listen to CM Punk because he's been out of the, he had been out of the business for seven years. You're still thinking the way the business used to be, so I can see that conflict. I think you should he's still kind leave. of a dick. Yeah, but someone who's made it to the top, you should try to listen to, at least listen to what he says. Uh, I mean, regardless of what happened at the end of AEW, there's knowledge there. Is it still stuck in 10 years ago? Maybe. But sometimes when you do that old stuff, when you do it right, after it's been gone for so long, as, for example, FTR, most throwback tag team and straight-up singles wrestlers in the world right now, as far as I'm concerned, and it's amazing, isn't it? It's so crisp and perfect, and s- like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't look that good. Like it shouldn't. To me, they are like a reincarnated version of of, of Arn and Tully in the front. Yep. And obviously, I know Arn and Tully are still both here. Thank God. So, uh, you know, I know reincarnated is odd to say, but um, look, let's talk about Regal some more for a second. Uh, I want to ask you, Napper. Yeah. 
Is it bad business in your view that 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 Regal was even allowed to have this opt out for somehow, some way? I think so. Yeah. Like I think if you, it because in 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 traditional sports we've seen it in football and baseball there are opt out clauses. That's fine, but it's always an opt out clause after the first year. We haven't even got there yet. This was nine months. So I want to I want to ask you, Napper, and I'll get to you, McCarthy. Don't you think this was kind of moronic on Tony's part to allow that to happen this soon? Yeah, absolutely. Even even for somebody like Regal, because I can understand giving something like that to people who are quote-unquote veterans, who are legends, because I'm sure in legends contracts in WWE, they maybe don't have an out, but they've got, you know, they can do certain things that maybe day-to-day talent can't. So I can understand that, but... At the same time, he was day-to-day talent. So that that's kind of where you are kind of playing with fire a little bit because even though he is a legend and probably was on a pretty loose deal, with a guy like Regal, you would have been better off trying to keep him long-term. And, if you, and c- clearly, you were willing to risk that. And now you're probably going to pay the price for it. And we'll see what happens, you know, six months down the line. But this could be a very detrimental move for AEW in the long run. I I think I think so. I just think it sets a bad business precedent in my view. McCarthy, I want to talk to you about it. No one knows Tony Khan psyche on this show better than you. Doesn't mean you're personal friends, but you, similar to how I've studied Vince, you studied Tony Khan. And so why would Tony Khan allow this opt-out? And only Again, opt-outs happen, like in, in traditional sports they do. But it's always a year after or two years after. Why nine months is he allowed to opt out for what might have been, hey, if Triple H gets power because Vince is having a lot of affairs and spending a lot of money, I'm going back. I just don't think that's a good look. What's your thought? I mean, I, I see your guys' point. It, it could set a precedent, but... You, there's a couple different ways to look at this. So we talked about this before the show. Sometimes he lets his fandom get in the way. But when when you look at the big picture of contracts and all right, we're all set. We're set on money. We're set on dates. We're set on what you can do in the ring. But William Regal is really adamant about this clause. Do you take William Regal for as long as you can and hope that Vince just stays in power? Or do you or, or do you like dig your heels in and lose the chance to even have William Regal make any impact at all in your locker room? And uh, like us, none of us really thought Vince was going to retire, at least not in 2022 for God's sakes. So it it could set a bad precedent as far as Legends coming in, but at the same time, that clause cannot exist in any other contract ever again because Triple H is in charge, not Vince. I don't see a, I don't see a clause happening where uh, hey, if 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 Vince somehow comes back to power, I'm out. Look, I don't think you should book that clause ever of any kind. Because here's my thing, and this is no disrespect to William Regal. Again, he's forgotten more about this business than we'll ever know. But but Napper. If if he was already looking for the out the moment he signs the contract, I feel like you don't really want to be there. If it's like, well, if so-and-so comes back to power, I'm out. 
Now, I can understand if that was a thought process once it happened. But I'm saying if that was discussed the moment you signed the deal, yeah. was your heart in it? And I'm not not to say he didn't do great things, but plus, and then Tony Khan books this big angle that Regal is very essential to, not exactly the lifeblood, but pretty close, and we don't get really any of the answers on it, and it's one of your biggest angles in history because it gets MJF the championship because there's so much we could have underdelved there as far as why'd Regal turn on at least Moxley, if not the full-fledged Blackpool Combat Club. We're not going to get all those answers and really delve into that story like we could. Um, I just don't I don't understand why you give him the clause nine months in. I, I, I don't, I'm like, yes, don't, no disrespect to William Regal, but you are William Regal. You are not Ric Flair. You are not, and again, there's not, there is there is precedent for people letting out people contracts. Flair was let out of his WWE contract by Vince in '92 when he told Flair, "I'm going young, you know, the new generation era." So you can either and Flair was like, "Well, can I go back to WCW then?" And he let him out of his contract. That's why, if you look at like the third ever episode of Monday Night Raw, he loses this random ass loser leaves, you know, WWF at the time match to like Kurt Henning. And he let him out of his contract to go back to WCW. So, like, there is a level of precedent in the business for, damn, that was weird. But overall, it's like, Regal, do you really want to just go back to be a backstage like guy to help? Because you know who you could help, the young guys in AEW. You know who you, I just think his, his impact on the future of this business could be bigger with AEW. Certainly as a... On air talent, you're. I mean, maybe you're the NXT GM again, but maybe you don't have a desire to be an on air talent. I don't know. That might be part of it. Like maybe he enjoys scouting and coaching, and maybe when you look back at it, maybe Tony Khan should have put in after a year. You can opt out. That's what I would do. Yeah. At, at least like meet in the middle on that. Like, I think. I think. Yeah. So. Uh, the timing of it is weird. And probably when Regal asked for that, Tony Khan didn't know what the hell was going on to, with Vince. I mean, and Regal Vince, didn't either. And yeah, Regal nobody probably did. didn't even know what he was going to do whenever he got there because he didn't know how the environment was going to be and whether or not he was going to enjoy it. Because for all we know, even if Vince had, you know, even if this had all played out the way that it has, mm-hmm. maybe he finds something that he enjoys in AEW and decides to stay. But. If people aren't listening to him, I could see why that's enough to. They probably both were under the assumption, like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll enjoy it here." You know, a lot of his people he used to work with are there, especially a lot of the NXT people that got fired. Uh, Send him back. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he thought he he would be more welcome, at least in terms of. People but listening who, to him. Who said he wasn't welcome? Who said who who's when have reports come out that no one listens to William now, Regal? Now there was a there was a report, uh there was a tweet out by Justin Labar, you know, he's been Russell's own wrestling inc. but pr- pretty well known now, pretty respected. He said that some of the issue, some of the talent some. didn't take to Regal the way Regal thought he would. And Brian Pillman Jr. came on Twitter and responded to that and said, you know, there's that's not all entirely true. Uh said both Regal and Danielson had, um, you know, some pretty good-sized audiences prior to TV. Matter of fact, I can just 
I screenshot. I was say it does I sound mean, like it did happen. Let me let me let me pull. Uh, well, we talked about this earlier with CM Punk before the right. show too. You're you're gonna have that. Yeah. There's there's gonna be some guys that are gonna listen. There's gonna be some that aren't. And go. you have to be able to accept that. Here we go. Justin Labar tweeted uh, a few days ago. I, I screenshotted it, so I don't have the date, but but I mean it's been it's been a bit. It's been a bit. So what I'm picking up is Regal done with AEW back to WWE soon. Close with Triple H. But also, his wisdom and coaching was not appreciated slash received the way you would think by some in the AAW locker room who feel they have a six-figure multi-year deal and Regal's advice is behind the times or beneath him. Brian Pillman Jr. comes back and, and responds to that tweet, says, This is not entirely true. There are several of us, myself included, who spent multiple hours before TV working with Regal and learning from him. Should there have been more? Maybe. But he and Danielson always had a, a solid audience around the ring before TV. And then the bar came back, and this is the end of it. Brian, I'm glad you're speaking out because the biggest thing of what I said is some. If you or any others were picking his brain, good on you and best of luck. So what do you what do you make of that? I'll start with you, McCarthy, then I'll come to you. What do you make of that? Not surprised. I think if you're – I can see not listening to CM Punk. Like we talked about it. He's kind of a jerk. Or come can come off kind of a jerk. We we've worked with people like that when you but once you break through the wall, no, they're not they're not awful people. They're still not nice to anybody, but they're not awful. But you got to break that wall. Punk's a lot like Lesnar. It really depends on the mood and day you catch him. So I can see why. The day. I can see why. Um, how many orders came in the curbside? Because you seemed sad about it. Oh, I know. I was fine. I was busy. Why was he crying when I got over to the table? I don't know. I was doing Roman camera. He was over to yell shit in my ear on the headset. Because <laughs> I had time to talk into the headset. I listened. You and I were, ch- you and I were chatting last night on the night drive. Really? All night long. Finish, finish your thought, man. What was my thought? I don't know. We got off the rails. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I can see where it's going to be. If he rubs you the wrong way, you're not going to listen to him. Yeah. With CM Punk. But, I mean, William Regal? Like, are you not paying attention to FTR? Are you not paying attention to MJF? That that'd be my issue with that report as far as the AEW wrestlers go. The ones that listened, you're fucking smart as hell. The ones that didn't, come on, man. FTR is successful because they're different. They're a throwback. So is MJF. There's always something to learn from the old days. I forget what match JR and Conrad were talking about, but it was legitimately a match built between a hammerlock and an arm drag, and that's all they did. And back then it got like a five-star rating. Would it get one now? No. But there's something to be learned from that. If they can keep... if regardless of the times, if they can keep an arena full of people interested and glued and engaged with a hammer lock, learn that. What what about this hammer lock? Was it the counters between the two trying to fight it off like it was a real fight? Was Was it because they were so crisp and deliberate about what they were doing? And that, I think that's what some of the young guys that are making their money, are forgetting. That is a fault of youth. 
Wow. And thinking you know better, which happens to all of us. Shocking, man. Uh, He's on the Giants? Is that what that said? Yeah, he's going to the Giants. He just signed with the Giants. Damn. That'd be a huge... I'm curious to see the contract numbers. I'll bet they're ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, of course, the listeners at home have no idea what we're talking uh, Aaron about. Aaron Judge. Uh, uh, of course, baseball, absolute, at this point, legend already after the season he just had. Uh, just signed with the San Francisco Giants. The uh, terms of the deal not yet known. Just broken by uh, John Hammond, who you can follow at, at John Hammond. Uh, so, yes, to the turnbuckle, your multi-purpose entertainment podcast for all your sports needs. That's what I'm here for. But... Um, Good job, Travis. But let's let's. <laughs> but th- I do. I think there's. Look, I respect the fact, or I try to respect the fact that this sport has evolved. I get it. it like I have to acknowledge that. But evolved. Some of the things you will not acknowledge. Nice, good one. <laughs> I, I want you to know. One. I want you to know that both both. Both he and you can kiss the fattest part of these butterball turkey cheeks of mine. Wow, that's so um, angry. <laughs> it is. Um, I'll be honest, though. That's how I felt when I went to the Hogan store in Clearwater. I'm just kidding. That store is freaking awesome. I'm not, not joking. Like That's a nostalgia for your face. I don't know why that popped in my head, but it did. And that's what happened. I hear you. Uh, ADD, you're on guys. the show and you're friends with us. I hear you. It's bound to happen. It's, uh, <laughs> we... We rub off sometimes in the worst ways. ADD but, is a wonderful drug. But <laughs> well, we really need more medication to be honest. But anywho, um, no. Is there enough? There is. There, no. there, there's a. I understand. There's a line to where this sport has evolved, but evolved does not mean it's not the same sport. Today, in the this is the same sport, even though it's changed. It's the same sport that Terry Funk did. It's the same sport thing that Ric Flair did. It's the same thing that Hulk Hogan did. It's the same thing The Undertaker did. It's the same thing Chris Jericho started doing. It's Yes, it has changed, but at its core, it is still the same thing. What's my point? Is Yes, there are some things that are out of touch. There are some things that are behind the times. But if you can't, if you're not smart enough as a wrestler to look at William Regal, to some extent, CM Punk, to some ex- or Jake Roberts, or Mark Henry, or Big Show, and okay, this might not work now, but let's figure out what what does work out of their advice because they are all Hall of Famers who you wish you could have the career of, and so just because they're off base and stuck in this way on this, yes, I that fine, but there's still a whole lot of nuggets. That work from I don't care if it's 1972, it's still the same business, and so we have to find that kind of middle ground of yes, things change. We have to acknowledge that. I know me and Jordan, Jim Cornette, we don't like to acknowledge that. We don't want it to change, <laughs> but yes, things change. But at the at the core, at the core, it's still the same thing. Now, now we come to you, Nap. Yep. What do you make of that? Uh, Justin Lamar saying that he didn't have the Lamar, not Lamar. I think I said Lamar for some reason. I was thinking Lamar Jackson. Um, yes, so. Um, saying that his coaching wasn't received as well by some. And then, of course, Ryan Pillman kind of coming back and, and not necessarily confirming or denying that report, but not making it 
seem like it's not as black as white as Justin might have been saying. Right. Um, what do you make of that? Let me know. I, I'm glad Brian spoke out because that that's very important to get out there that, hey, yeah, it might be happening, but it's not happening as as widely as people might think, and especially with, you know, wrestling Twitter and wrestling dirt sheets and stuff like that. You need wrestlers to come out like that and, you know, set the, set the record straight. Good, bad, or indifferent. Set the record straight because we've seen it with social media in general. It gets out of hand sometimes. Tell your story. If that's not the case, tell the story. We need more of that. Um, as, as far as the, the reports itself, it's concerning. Kind of because of what you guys were talking about. Like, it, not listening to punk is one thing, but when you're not listening to Regal, it doesn't even matter how many aren't listening to him. If you're not listening to a guy like William Regal, who's been in almost every facet of the business possible, from behind the camera to in front of the camera to wherever else, like has done this and everything else when it comes to the business, and you're still not really willing to listen to the guy, I have a problem with that because there it, it, that tells me there is a good chance there might be more brawl outs. You might have... <laughs> you might have more of an opportunity for those to take place. Maybe not with the William Regal. I don't think William Regal is the kind of guy that would allow him allow himself to get caught up in something like that. But you get some of these other guys that have been in the business, maybe not as long as William Regal or, you know, Jake Roberts or something like that, but kind of the Orton era uh, age of wrestlers coming into AEW because you know it's going to still be a revolving door of talent for the most part. They're still going to be getting more people into the, into the building. You get guys like that in the building and you're not still listening to those guys? You're going to get more instances of CM Punk calling out some of these guys. And that can be very detrimental. To, we thought it was going to be detrimental with the CM Punk thing. And it still might be. But somebody, if William Regal can't get some of these guys to listen, maybe it's best to just cut those guys and move on. Some people aren't going to listen. You don't cut them. You let them hang themselves and don't rehire them. Can they afford that, though? You just don't... Tony Khan is perfectly fine not having people on TV for months at a time. You've already seen that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, what makes it any different? And and you're not wrong. I mean, if they're not smart enough to listen to at least William Regal, that's a problem. But you know what? But it it doesn't even just end at William Regal, though. You've got Chris Jericho in that locker room. But they listen to him. Do we know that for certain? If they didn't, I would have heard about it because he would have bitched about it by now. That's fair. Well, <laughs> well wait a minute. Chris Jericho is a professional. Maybe there's. I'm sure. There's but there's a br- there's a brutal honesty. They they would have they would have documented like, it by it, now. That you find with Chris Jericho, and a, and a, it's not just Jericho on his podcast that is brutally honest. Sometimes Jr. is, Conrad Thompson is, Eric Bischoff is. So I'm not like, oh, Jericho's the only brutally honest guy. I it, de- it well no it depends what he's talking about if like so when he brought things up about Tony Khan and Tony Khan read the headline and didn't read the story like IWC does like he's not wrong he's like if i looked back at what i did wrong 
this is what I see Tony Khan is doing. I wouldn't have done that. Maybe he shouldn't do it. But Tony Khan reads the headline. Eric Bischoff shits on Tony Khan for, you know, being like WCW or whatever. Like, yeah, he wasn't right, taking, not taking a shot at him. He's like, dude, just here's some advice. Take it if you want. I just want you to put it a quarter in the squirt. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> I just noticed he started breaking his mouth. He did. Well, here's the thing, in my view. In Buster, I'm trying to make content here, buddy. Uh, oh, you got yelled at again. Uh-oh, ah. Buster. Come on, Buster. Let's Come help here, me Buster. out, brother. What, Buster? Come here, Buster. So here's, here's, what? Like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Like, again, this is where, did he handle it probably in the worst way possible? Yes, we've, we've discussed it nauseam on the show. But this is where CM Punk has a point. Has a point that he should have expressed in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, all right, CM Punk maybe not is the Omega or Terry Funk of what he's trying to lead into his career. So Punk is, all right, Mr. Punk, I don't need to work on my game. <laughs> like, yeah. all right, maybe he's not at that level. Fine, that's a little pompous. Fair. But if, if, if everybody who, anybody, I don't, like, John Moxley and, Hell, CM Punk should have lined up to learn from William Regal. Like everyone yeah. should line up. Everybody that's in this business, you, me, Bob Shanab down the street, I don't care. William Regal is is there. Kick the hell out of that brain. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I would be like a human shadow. Here's you. Here's Willie. Here's you. Here's Willie. It's just. Keep going. Back in line. And so, like, you, you learn the biggest thing I think I've learned. I think I think one of the biggest things. One of the biggest things that we all learned from high media school is networking. Mm-hmm. Never say no, right? Always, you know. Let's be honest about it, folks. Kiss somebody's ass for a job. That's what networking is. Uh, yeah. There's no shame in that. And for you prideful folks that say there is, well, have fun sitting in mama's basement. Wow. Um, wow. That was hurtful. To somebody. I don't know. Who, say, but where, but your basement, gonna, kind of. I was going to say, you certainly kiss somebody's ass at some point in your life. You have to. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to make it a daily. It's not a daily, you know, penthouse session. It's, but it happens. <laughs> What? So, so here's, like, no, get like, out of here. Never, don't you agree that, like, everybody in this business should be lining up to the knowledge of William Regal? Because I know some, someone out there, some smart, someone is going, well, it's not like William Regal, you know, is, is Ric Flair or whatever, or, you know, good or whatever. William Regal, the only reason Ric Flair, is, like, William Regal is not in that ballpark is because of William Regal's personal experience. That's what screws him. And he knows that because William Regal could be up there with your Hulk Hogan and your Ric Flair and your Undertaker. And, and both of them had demons. And but it, probably worse. Uh, yeah, but their scars were bigger yeah, than their demons. Yeah, they. Yeah. Really, and you got to remember that until backstage politics became well known, Hogan was really what made the name. Yeah. He was like that's an extreme talent of his. Is is yes, I have my. T- like, you don't see Hulk Hogan's until the racism tape, until all that. You never saw Hulk Hogan's personal issues bleed over into Hulk Hogan. Yeah, we've heard about it. 
understand we have several moments of witnessing Ric Flair uh, getting the floor, meeting in the middle with Undertaker, plus this. It's the best way I'm going to put it. Jeff Hardy, we're seeing that. Um, Scott Hall, we saw that. Of course, Flair, we're seeing that. And so that's where that's where a guy like Hogan was well at keeping what, what turned out was on the very edge of out of control in control. Because as it turned out, there was a lot more we didn't know about. But my point is, is that the only reason that William Regal's not, you know, Bret Hart, British Bulldog, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, is because the, the star did not want to be him. So if anyone thinks, man, he, you know, it's not like he was a famous stone like he was. He couldn't handle it. He was that seriously about almost giving up being famous for his career. And I, I think that's that's the problem because frankly, one I thing I still take him over most people in a flat out scrap because he's been fighting since he was 15. One <laughs> thing that like wrestling books and the internet and everything has allowed is I don't think we knew how good he was until CM Punk said it. Yeah. I'll never forget CM Punk on commentary when Dan- Dan- then Daniel Bryan now Bryan Danielson was rest I forget who he was wrestling. But they they made a huge deal about Danielson attending Shawn Michaels training camp in Texas. And and this is the 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 CM Punk we wanted. The you tell us the BS that's the the true BS, not the personal issues you're having with your bosses. But the true BS he would tell us and that's why we latched on to him so well. But he was like, "Are you serious?" No, William Regal did the real work with him. Shawn Michaels just took his money. And then everyone was like, well, you know, the people that aren't in the know, especially then, William Regal? You mean Lord Steve, your power of the punch? Because he never got to show how truly good he was. It's not like when Owen and Jarrett were tag team champions, you could see how good they could be, and they made each other better. William Regal never had that guy. And he was never given a gimmick to really get over until Power of the Punch. When that Power of the Punch came out, and he was, what, 40 then? So, I mean, he was the real man's man. Like, I, that's the first time I saw him, like, the real man's man on WWE television. Like, I'm like, this is the dumbest shit ever, but it's hilarious. Like, when you watch it back, and you're like, oh, hell no. Because I thought it was funny, just as, like, a 16-year-old kid. I'm like, this is hilarious. What is going on? But not everybody sees that part of it. CM Punk moment on commentary that changed Regal's career. Because then I remember that night going down the YouTube rabbit hole yeah. with William Regal, and I went, like, damn, he's good. good. And so, again, there's something that CM Punk's brought that should be because they took the game off of him and they just completely shit all over Shawn Michaels, which is what he did. Um, but you know what? I think Shawn took that to heart and is a better trainer today. Well, and oh he yeah. was I then. Hope so. you, I don't think I have I that would. relationship like. Like he has with Adam Cole. I think that Shawn Michaels is a much better man. The only time, sometimes his great, the old self shines through, a la telling the dark hair in the Thunderdome that we all wanted to be like, Shawn, get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, the no sell? Yeah. Because that was the old Shawn Michaels. You jerk. Was, oh, these forgetful. Yeah. It's no, that was, that, <laughs> was, that Shawn suddenly in 98 was back, and it's like, let's say, dude, hit me? We, we call this the three most devastating uh, fighters in sports entertainment, and you're sitting here. 
tired as hell, and all of a sudden you can notice that. Listen, it's fine. It's Sit down. What is she doing? And you're not even Hogan. Like, at least, yeah. like, Hogan, you could be like, oh, okay. Yeah, he hulked up. Hogan, he hulked up. What are you going to do? That's where I oh, still gosh. kind of go, I hope, that because that shouldn't happen at this stage, just all to yourself. Uh, it's only because he's so critical of others for being unfair. It's because he's critical of Flair for not letting Flair go. But that was a moment where Shawn Michaels was going to be able to keep Hogan. I don't care what he says. Um, and so that was that's very frustrating to me, as you can tell. I'm still mad I about that. Well, because, damn it, it's the three most devastating letters, and you are old and washed up in kayfabe. Like, you had a... Washed up? Wow. In kayfabe, he is. He is. The la- what was the last real feud he had? The Brothers of Destruction in Saudi Arabia. Hell yeah. That's not a real feud. I said real feud. No, wait a minute. That got like six weeks worth of time. That was <laughs> a real feud. That got a long, lengthy... I got off. three words for you. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the Aussies. Did Pritchard even work there ten years ago? Yeah. I think he was back after yeah, that. Because like Stephanie fired Pritchard because she doesn't like Pritchard because Pritchard was twenty five grand because that's who he got it from. <laughs> uh, um, no. Like, no. If if you went on paper, if you would look at this company and you'd say those are the ones that are responsible for this global thing now that Vince is out of the picture on a day to day basis. This thing's going under. And his yeah. daughter is the ringleader. And, and and I know everybody says Stephanie's great. I got news for you. She's got an unmanageable blood. There's no way she's great everywhere. There's some toxic, horrible <laughs> thing about her that we don't know yet. Someday we're going to know. Someday Pretty presumptuous, know. sir. Well, I'm just saying you have a father who is openly cheating on his wife on a regular basis to this day. Your mother is fine with it and won't divorce him. And is, is down there working for Donald J. Trump, who opinions aside, or is a questionable fellow at certain moments. 
I'm not getting political here. So your mother works for Donald J. Trump after everything he's been through. Put a lot on his back. Your father is still out cheating, as we found out with these pictures or whatever. And they just won't get divorced. Even though that's a little questionable. I know, buddy, right? So, when I'm sorry. Okay. When your mother and father are making those decisions, and frankly, your father's been a toxic individual in a lot of ways for a lot of years, and you work under him, there's no way some of that didn't rub off on you, even if you just let it go for blisters. Hey. I, that's just my theory. Maybe hey, I'm wrong. I mean, it's not. Blisters. I don't think it's that simple. There was a governmental threat to the last Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia show. Did anybody really think about canceling? No. You're in a contract. What are you going to do? And, in, and instead of anyone going, maybe Triple H and Stephanie made the wrong call, people like Deshaun hey, Isaac, who wasn't really one, were wondering maybe they could still live normally. Because why? Under contract. All you can do is be like, look, keep my guys safe. That's all you can do. But you're under it. We talked about it earlier. If, if SmackDown isn't live, Fox gets all up in a tizzy. You think the Saudi government isn't going to be pissed? Like, that's not really, like, somebody, that's that's, that is not a target you want on Stanford, Connecticut. But, but well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this for sure, but I'm just going to assume that Vince has got a lot of firepower stashed somewhere there <laughs> because it's the only way. And if not, in Taker's house, he's got boatloads of them. He's got an Instagram. The, um, the top floors have snipers. Yeah, yeah like, he's got the shark thing from fucking... Uh, from Austin Powers. Where do you think he got the big ninja costume? He's probably got, like, yeah. a floor of ninjas. He's only got a dinosaur skull and a sword that Drew McIntyre still uses. Uh, I wonder <laughs> if it's like, hey, you, whenever that's done, just send it back to me. I think he gave it to Drew. Hey. Yeah, as he just sits in his chair. Be nice, you two. Who the hell sits in a chair just not going to spit in this big-ass sword? Who buys a Tyrannosaurus head? Uh, Vince McMahon and The Rock. So, my point is, my point, because it does have a point. I understand that they're not as toxic as Vince, but if you're going to sit here and pretend to me they don't have some toxicity, we're going to find out a lot in the next several years. Because this company can't stay out of controversy. It can't. It can't. The wrestling company does. Um, in terms of true moral... Issues so far, AEW's done fine. I mean, yeah, I guess if you go down morality, the moral yeah. route, but yeah. But always is messing up morally. It's like, man, that was a questionable thing. Well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk the rest of Dynamite and whatever else comes to mind. This is To the Turnbuckle as Regal Turns. That's Napper. That's McCarthy. And I'm Loganity. And we're going to raise hell and praise Dale. We'll be right back here on To the Turnbuckle. Hey, what's up, guys? Superman Onyx here. One of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do yet. But what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring, from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fit is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. I hope to see you soon. Do you have kids? 
Looking for a fun, inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit? Then look no further, my friends. WrestleFit Junior is exactly what you're looking for. Certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini-you to a fitness program like no other. With exercises like running the ropes to tire flips and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps. Stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, or visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. Hey, what's up, guys? Superman Onyx here. Hey, Russell Fit, one of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, and I'm providing a wrestling ring, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring, from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fit is the way to go. Gives you a little bit of everything. Hope to see you soon. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. Turnbuckle, that's right. Welcome back again to this episode entitled As We Returns. If you missed the first hour, you're silly. Because we talk nothing but Wayne Mania and, and the, the business of AEW and how that looks. We got into a little bit of the business of, of the Lee side. Nice first hour that went everywhere. And if that's not good enough for you, we got three words for you. We will do better, and that's four. Wait, what? Let's talk the rest of AEW Dinah Hair. Dynamite. Hangman Page is back. Yeah. Yeah. Empty headed, smart individual. That's that's what I did say. I said smart individual. So mean. Empty headed, smart individual. So mean. Oxymoron. 
Yeah, I'm confused. Take off the oxygen. That pretty much uh, does CM Punk World Number One Contender. Uh huh. I don't need to improve my game. <laughs> yeah, <Mr>. Mook. <laughs> Anywho, so Heyman Adam Page is back, and John Mox is involved with him. Mister McCarthy, you put the AEW Mafia on her shoulders, except for the NWO. But well. Talks about me being in a bad mood. He I is sassy today. I'm feeling good today. Feeling good. Okay. Feeling good today. Oh, okay. Feeling good today. You ready to get beat by Georgia? Uh, uh, the Bulldogs. Anywho, I, I really think they're trying to get a big issue with Stephanie McMahon. Because Ohio State and Michigan's fan bases are toxic. You are equally annoying. Anywho. And so is Penn. States and every other no, that's college not, that's fan not, base. Yes, it is. That it's true. very true. It is fake news. We have had we have had no chances to be toxic. I remember when we could be. We haven't had it in a long time. And yet, you still find a way. I said fan bases. I didn't say me. Yes, I know. I'm a problem. I don't represent everybody. Anywho, <laughs> go Rose Bowl, baby. Anyway. Let's talk Russ Dynamite. Go you. Go to hell is what you can do. Uh, hey, man, Adam Page is back. And Brawl with John Moxley because we want to see this <laughs> again. Again. Can we talk about, I mean, it's almost a year. Why? Why? Do you like it? Why? Why? Because, like, come on, give me an opinion. Because there's still some blood left in this feud. Is there? I is he there? gave the man a con- I'm pretty sure John Moxley has spilled enough. I don't know if John Moxley will ever spill enough. Let's just be honest. That man likes to bleed more He'll than Stone Cold Steve Austin does. And Ric Flair probably combined. Somewhere Nick Gage is set up. Are you sure I have my pizza cutter? Um. <laughs> if there's anybody that can find out how long it takes before the human body actually legitimately bleeds out, it's... John Moxley. I mean, I could call my aunt. Give us your damn thoughts, John Moxley. You said if anybody, I said I could call my aunt. She was a nurse. Uh, What's your thoughts on the stupid ass? Glad you. I like it. There's still some. I mean, that's what. Let me ask my aunt. I'm pretty sure it's standard to know, so you know how long you have to save someone's life. Especially depending if there's an if there's an artery cut, like there's so many things to know that I will never know because I'm not that smart. I don't even care to find out. So just give us your thoughts. Oh, my thoughts. I mean, I'm into it. There's still something there because you gave him a concussion in the last match. Wow, that's great. It was unsafe. (laughs) That's great. It was unsafe. So guess what? Let's do it some more. It was one move that the chemistry, the timing was off. It happens. That's what Owen Hart and Steve Austin should. <laughs> no, that was a totally bad decision. You should never try to tombstone somebody and sit down. That's a bad decision. That that's just a bad decision. There's a difference, and you guys know how much I love Owen Hart. That was a bad idea. Sure, that's a very bad idea. Sure, I, I I understand. My point is, it's like yeah, no, I I completely disagree with you a hundred percent. There is no blood left to be spilled in this feud. You are being the hell out of dead horses. There's a whole new thing. You just knocked me the F out. That's a whole new thing. You might not care about it, but I do. A whole new 
It's realistic. You beat me in a fight, now I'm going to go whoop your ass. It's realistic. As he even remembers. Trisha, what say you? I don't care for it. I, I, I knew he one. wouldn't there care. There you go. You lost. Because uh, I care uh, about uh, your guys' opinion. You killed your friend, you <laughs> The only. Nah, he's got a point. He's got a point. Yeah. I always Put do. Put it aside, Ashfist. damn it. No. Did you see him switch out? I t- <laughs> he's Switzerland for a reason. It's, it's who he is. Can't make a well, damn decision. A middle ground for pacifiers, damn it. I mean, hey, I, high ground I'm not good with because I'm handicapped. Low ground is just insulting. I prefer middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mean it that way, I'm not going <laughs> to actually. That was really well done. Thank All you. right, fine. Look, here, here's where I'll try to be fair. Can John Moxley, fair. Can John Moxley and Adam... Hangman Page makes some magic. I think they can. But yeah, I know yeah. he's saying, but it's like. Could we wait a little? It hasn't been that long. Well, yeah, but it's still fresh. Why are we? Why would we wait? They haven't really had that many matches. But they've had a lot of interactions. Interactions aren't matches. Don't cover up Dan Marino. That's so egregious. Damn, he scared me for a second. I was like, he really is. Like, he, that, that wasn't even his kayfabe, yo. That was like, I'm like. That was like, I'm going to kick your ass. That's just the reason why I'm a Dolphins fan, sir. I was giving him a hat. He looked cold. He's fine. It's, that package is insulated. Are you sure? Yeah, sure. Last, Look at him. shivering. Basement doctor. <laughs> buddy. If he could survive on a shelf in Rooster, he can survive on a desk here. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> Me and Jason went to a comic book store when we did the Rooster Check. Oh. Because <laughs> remember we stayed in the hotel? Because we're like, I'm not walking, driving back and forth. Oh. oh. We had to have something to do during the day, so we went to a comic book store. No, we didn't go there. They do insulation? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's good to know. You could also call Logan's Heat and McCool. I'll get you a discount. Anywho, um, yeah, like, is there worse things to do? Yes. But it just feels like, even though they haven't had any matches, it feels like we've seen a Like, we talked last night about Becky Lynch and Bailey having faced each other for years. Well, I feel like I've seen them all deal with each other a whole lot more than that. Well, but the thing with Becky, she said one-on-one. Yeah. So it's worlds apart. Not that, not that great. People like him, but he's slow on his feet. Yeah, I like him. I liked him before he talked to me and Jason. But, like, he, he could work on his slogan, but that's okay. He's still green. He's still trying to figure it out. He, He's it's better than roar. What? His slogan. It's better than roar. I mean, that's fair. That seems like that's all the Braun Strowman slogan is. I'm so sick of Braun Strowman. Me too. There's, there's two people that can really prove this. For now, and after Austin Theory, I can't say this for sure. But right now, as we stand here currently, Bailey and Braun 
Does that mean he can't be corrected? To be fair, Braun Strowman was trash before. I don't agree with that. What was he really doing before he was released that was I mean, relevant? Vince gave him a universal championship run. That means Triple H could do the same thing. So what? Then, I mean, then that would create more value. If you, if you see a guy as a world title guy. Didn't they give the Punjabi Giant the world title? Yep. <sighs> no, it's, it, they totally different. Like, not Is even it though? Com- not comparing the two as far as ability and all this, that, and the other, because Is regardless of how, I mean, Braun Strowman is much better. It can actually move, so there's a huge difference. But it, it's you just an example. Like he sometimes play you, it much anymore. Well, sometimes when you get the world title, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Farouk is a perfect example. Historic title run. First black world champion in American history. They weren't ready for it, and it didn't work. They didn't have a true plan to get him over, and that happens. We've, we've seen it in AEW but you gotta, probably more times than we should have in but, three years. But you, have to, you have to remember that people forget sometimes in every wrestling company, but certainly WWE, sometimes you're putting it on to, to see what a guy can do with the ball in a different area. Do you know how big like General Hall and Kali's Ray Kali, you still can't go to an airport in India without being recognized. Like, yeah, I know that didn't that didn't that didn't deal with us. But one thing we all forget is, is and one thing Tony Khan needs to learn is wrestling has not meant to be three hours of just crazy nights. Because wrestling is this weird, convoluted. We are the weirdest damn fan base in the world. We we cannot agree on if the sky is blue. And yet we all love this damn thing. It's red. But if you but if you polled Sometimes. 100 fans at a wrestling yeah. show, yeah. if you polled 100 honest fans at a wrestling show that aren't just trying to be, you know, I'm just going to do my buddies because I don't like peer pressure, what we all want to see is different. Uh, I I want a more nostalgia-based moments. I want, I, I, well, I like this hobby show. You guys don't. You guys think they are, in his case, a waste of time and more of a reprehensible in your case. That's that's just three of us right here, and guess what? If you go to a message board on like Wrestling Inc., same thing. There'll be fifty people going Goldberg sucks, and there'll be twenty five going. Guess what? There's value in him. We are a weird ass fan base. We can't agree on it. The sky's blue. We I like the shoddy shows. I just wish that they would connect it to the actual, and like they do going in. But once the shoddy shoddy shows are over. It's like we've completely forgotten they existed and nothing that happened on that show really gets talked about. And that's why I don't understand why people bitch when people go, well, it's time for the new guys to have the shot. Well, they have 10 months of the damn year. Is that not enough for you, you whore? Because you keep getting the high hard one for 10 months a year and I can't have Goldberg and John Cena here and there. I didn't say 24-7. I get it. it. It's not about them being there. It's how they're you. It's, it's, it's always been about how they're used. It's about how they're used. It always has been. People people say that, but it's but but does it, why isn't anyone bitching about the fact they're not that Sting wins matches? I don't care. Doesn't bother me because he's not going for titles. Well, at this, which honestly, at this point, he should. Well, I was gonna say that this whole damn business is a work. Like at this point, he should evolve past. I'm just going to tag with Darby. Frankly, we should do but, a higher thing. But if they had gone for the World Tag Team titles right now, would it make sense? Yes. 
Does it make sense for Goldberg to come back one day and get a world title shot just because he's Goldberg? In kayfabe, yes. No, it doesn't. In kayfabe, yes. No, it doesn't. But in kayfabe, it does. No, it doesn't. Kind of doesn't. He's a 50-year-old geezer. And? So what's the, what, what's the reasoning? Because he he's Goldberg. Yeah, that's and, that's and, the but, way it But works. that's what we're talking about. It's like... It's all so, for example, and this wasn't even to young guys. This was to established guys. Kind of straw that broke the camel's back as far as Jericho was concerned. Are you actually wanting to have this conversation or should we get to AEW? I mean, I was just going to like compare it. Yeah, like, no, this is fine. I don't no, care. Right, cool. just, um, I don't want to step on this. When Ooh, him really and Owens had the hottest angle going, you know, Brock and Goldberg get the world title. Okay, whatever. <sighs> He even says it on his podcast. Whatever, I get it. The, the issue was, I'm second? So, I mean, and, and that's what... That's what we mean by how they're used. And how that affects everyone else. Like, and like Goldberg didn't... He wasn't there. There's really no reason to get a title shot. And no, at no point during the times that he got the title did it further the momentum for anybody. Because it killed momentum for Kevin Owens. It definitely killed momentum for The Fiend. But there is something to be, there is something to be said for getting people talking. No, I I get the thought process of putting it on him. Because other than, other than the bloodline, who was Roman Reigns' house? Sammy, Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. Blo- I said the bloodline. Oh, that's true. Kevin that's Owens. Bloodline. Has that really helped? Drew McIntyre. Has it really helped? Because we all said Drew. We all said Drew should have got the belt at, at Clash of Castle. Yeah, but that's not Roman's decision. No, of course you not. can't. But it's not Goldberg's decision. He didn't either. But that's but not we've all why. We said that those were some of the like, best matches of the year. Also, that's why that does the hammer Which doesn't is, come down on Goldberg when he beats the Fiend. It comes down on creative. Still talk about that one title win when lately Goldberg has overall done nothing but help. Like Drew McIntyre, he really tried to help. No, it's a totally Bobby different. He really tried to help. Yeah. Like, like he hasn't. Yes, he got the one win against Bobby Lashley. He has to win somewhere else. Why, like Flair lost to the point of why the hell are we still using Flair? He got like anybody can beat him now. But people get nervous. They think that like, creative is going to have like, a mental relapse. But and that's the stuff. thing, though. Like, it works with Bobby Lashley. They're both. Big dudes, and it wasn't for a title. It's personal. When you get a legend in a personal feud, and maybe that's what it is. Oh, my God, he came in, got a title shot. We're shut off. But if he comes in and has a personal feud, it's different. It it wasn't personal with As good as some title feuds are, sometimes there's nothing better than a personal feud, whether it's a legend or not, because you really get to tell it. A story. He feuded with Roman, right? Yeah. Even that one was personal. Because, like, yeah, the title, it's it's an easy way to start a feud. But if you try to get personal, it makes it even more realistic than what you're trying to convey of, I want your spot. That's always a legitimate reason for a feud. But now you got this little extra layer on here. But in a a kayfabe sense, and I'm asking, I'm asking, in a kayfabe sense, if you are a Goldberg, or if you are Chris Jericho, if you are The Undertaker, and you're still considered an active wrestler on any level, in a kayfabe sense, 
I mean, we used John Cena say it in, in, in a part-time role. The day I don't want to walk in here, and in kayfabe, of course, and stand my two feet in this ring, and I don't want to be champion, that's the day I walk out and never come back. Like, in a kayfabe sense, shouldn't you always have the glory of wanting that prize? Yeah, but shouldn't that's that was never the story it? they told, which yeah, is the problem. That's, that's true, because, because Goldberg always said, I want to come. I'm coming back for the kids. Totally cool. Totally cool. That's fine. It's great. Nothing but respect for that. Then but it was pleasure. never. Yeah, they just gave it to him. They, there was never a reason. It's not like he like attacked Brock. That Lesnar first in the one back. is always the one that will piss me or off the most. Go one step further with. I want my son to see me wrestle and hold the world title. Throw something in there sure. so we feel like okay, okay. Now the wheels turn and it kind of makes sense. But when you just walk in the door and storyline wise, kayfabe wise, you're getting a title shot. Sometimes it, it's with some fans, it kind of takes you out of everything because now it's like like The Rock. Keep, even though it's an inevitable, I'm not gonna like it when he wrestles Roman Reigns for the title because he shouldn't get a title shot and his matches don't need a title. And and that's the thing with Legends too; their matches don't need a championship. They don't. Undertaker doesn't need a championship. He was only champion, what, five times? I was close. I was just, you know, spitballing. <laughs> look, I almost said three because I'm old, okay? But, look, if you, I, no, I, you make some good points, but, like, for, for a guy like Sting right now in AEW, I am begging for Sting and everybody to go for tight titles because at this point, what the hell else are you doing? Either break up and have that feud, which they should do at some point, and if Sting can't wrestle a singles match, and I think he can, but if he can't, what the hell are we going to do? Why are we still? If you because it's not. Yes, you can do a. You can keep doing one-off tag matches. Absolutely. Here's the problem, though. Here's where my like, and I want Sting used. I don't care if Sting wins the AEW World Championship. I know, hot take. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. I'm not a. I get it, especially for a company like AEW because you need. And statistically, you are losing eyeballs. You get worse. Well, I mean... Raw, I'm blind! Raw, oh, my God! I'm on blind. a year-to-year average, Raw's only down 1% from this year to last. Well, that's good news. Now, I know they're, now I know they're not... Now, this, <laughs> this episode of Raw was okay for the first two hours, and then the third just tanked to 1.2. God, that's awful. That is Was awful. that right about when Tom Brady went off? That yes. probably is. You know Tom Brady do a Tom Brady thing. <laughs> Tom Brady shows up for five. The, the real Tom yeah. Brady stands up for the last five minutes of a football game. Bastard. Um, I, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I had gone to sleep, not even I, I had to get I up early. I picked the Saints to win that I saw, game. I saw that this morning. I'm like, damn it. What? Really? That's okay. That's what you like, it was just one of those, did I really yeah. read that? And then you reread it, and you're like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady. And then you go, is he really 45 or, <laughs> or is are you lying? Uh, he, is it like one of those things where you kind of lost the so Are you saying he falsified his age to get into college and then the NFL? Sometimes you have to wonder because who does this at 45? Tom Brady, Brady is the only guy. And um, you know why? A divorce. I, I know exactly why he can be this good at his age. Because he be- just got divorced? Yeah, that's good. He was good. He was he was actually playing better until the divorce stuff until five minutes well, last night because last year they were going off. But um, this year he's been far better post divorce. How do we know three. he wasn't good for five minutes when he was married? Ah. That's five minutes, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, 
she makes more than him. I don't know. But well, <laughs> it might be a little bit reversed. But like, the, like all kidding aside, he's played better post divorce this year than he did pre because pre he was sucking. That's a lot of stress. And now, like he's not playing great by any means, but it's much more adequate. And so, yeah, apparently it's like Giselle, get out of my life, you whore! I'm gonna go win some football games. <laughs> Anywho, oh no, but actually, oh no, th- th- I think the real reason why he can be this good at his age is because ninety. 90- Five percent of his tenure in New England, that stupid jersey was always clean. He does not have the injuries other than his legs that all these other quarterbacks, the Peyton Mannings, the Steve Youngs, the Andrew Lux that had to kind of bow out before they got seriously injured for life, where Tom Brady was nice and clean and tidy for years. Decade. A decade. At at this point, I wish I could trade him legs. Fair. <laughs> but back to the Tom Brady of AEW, the icon Sting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, at this point, and I know people don't, you know, well, he's 64 or 3 or whatever the hell he is. Okay, but if he's going to be on TV all the time, and neither of you are, he's missing some points here and there. But he's a much he's, more. He's regular. He's, he's more regular more than Lance. That's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't won a match on TV. In hey, eight, eight. we we weren't talking about wins. We were talking about regulars on TV. So that's a different conversation. That's fair, <laughs> but like you can have it if you want. But that's a different conversation. But like at this at this stage, like Sting is on TV. Like he misses some weeks here and there, but overall very regular. He's on TV very regular, much more than most of the roster can dream of. At this point, in a kayfabe sense, like if Sting's not going to go for tag titles or what is that noise? It's the camera. He must have got unplugged. Okay. Hold on. All right. Keep talking. Do we still have audio? Should. All right. So, like, so if, so if Sting is going to keep being around. We talked about Sting. The lights went out. Oh, God. That's fitting. It's so fitting. It's Sting. If Sting is going to to be around in kayfabe sense, at, at some point, Napper, don't you think that we have to move forward with, Either winning the tag titles or breaking up with Darby, and then Sting can kind of do his own solo thing at a certain point. Yeah. Maybe make one last run and try to go for the AW World Championship. It comes up short. I have no idea. But at some point, we have to move forward. Yeah. Right? Aren't we there? I <laughs> thought we were there like seven, ten months ago. And I understand Sting's age, and I get that he doesn't need those things, but if Sting's going to be around, why not do it? Yeah. And again, in AEW's case, and I, I know people will be pissed off if, if it ever happens, but if Sting won a major title of any sort for two weeks... I wouldn't be pissed about it. it but I'm saying a lot of the AEW, will, you know, the snarky, we want to watch the Young Bucks flip around because they're stupid. Flip, flip, um, flip around. Not the Young Bucks are stupid, but the people that are like constantly like... I mean... Oh, I don't think the Young Bucks are stupid. They've, they've managed to... Stupid looking. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Like, so Goldberg can't win the championship. But if he shows up as much as Sting does, sure. But if he shows up as much as Sting does, then shine off the apple. Like, that's. But that's, why is it off of Sting? To a lot of, not to me. Like, I could watch Sting every hour of every day, but I have a problem. Like, <laughs> you don't. It, well, no. It's hey, it's stuff happens here. We're having fun. Uh, we're, but but like watching you. But I under. You look, you, you look really sexy. Oh, 
It's looking dead sexy. Dead. But I'm not everybody. <laughs> but, but I'm not everybody. Like, I can watch Sting all day long. I can I can watch Ricky Steamboat all day long. I can watch Ric Flair at this stage all day long. I am not everybody. You don't want to see Sting that often, do you? Yeah, really? I do. Like, yeah. yeah okay. I love Sting. Okay. But most people... I bought the hat for crying out loud. Look, look. I just haven't worn it very often. But, I, but I'm saying, I don't like... Know where it is. But overall... There's most legends that you, you'd be like, all right, but if Sting wins a world title, you'd probably pick them. Okay, but is that an exception? Depends on the story. Is that, better. Is, is that an exception to the rule for you? I, like I said, it depends on the story. That's the exception. That, it, because the way I look at it is most people aren't me. Like, I'm Ricky Morton to win the England World Championship right now, and I'm, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. One more for the fella. World title, world title might be might be the one where I maybe question. Now, if he wins like the All Atlantic or the TNT, I've been wanting him to win the TNT title for like months, and it, it would be fitting. Like, it would be cool. It would be kind of cool. Like, he was the face of TNT for like a minute. Right, there's story there. It would make sense. Ooh, what? You know what they could do? They could do something crazy and put the TV, the TNT title on Darby Allen. You mean like and they did Darby. like a year ago? Yeah. And they have Sting fight him for it? Yeah. That they should have done a year ago? Yeah. Imagine that. Crazy. Contact Snapmare Productions for all of these wonderful and great stinking business ideas. I can't disagree with you. I don't think there's a good booker in wrestling right now. And I don't think there has been for the last decade. Lucha Dan is not a great booker in the last decade. He is overall, but he is not a great booker in the last decade. I don't I think, think Connor tri- could be. I don't think Triple H is a great booker right now. Maybe he will be. Like, there, I just said Triple H Vince hadn't been a la- great booker the last decade. That's fair. I don't know, though. Like, are are you about to defend Vince? Where I just no, said, I'm gonna, okay, hold on. no, I was talking about Hunter. I, I think he's not wrong because I, I don't think, for one, Tony Khan has been booking enough to ever be, to be considered great right now. Even though Dave Meltzer gives him Booker of the Year every year the last like, three years. Yeah, those are- I don't know if he can now. I think Triple H is doing a better job booking shows right now. Yes. Because Triple H, as regimented as WWE is, there is something to be said about it. Because Triple H knows where to put his pieces to at least give them a better chance to succeed. And he's mixing it up a little bit, too. Obviously, and, and war games and... And Raws go by faster because we're more engaged. So, I mean, right now, and sometimes Dynamite doesn't. And it's only two hours. Sometimes Dynamites are like, what the hell's going on? Look, I don't, I don't think... And then there's sometimes where Dynamite's like, oh, wow, it's 10 yeah, o'clock like already. Yeah, and... That's kind of, and think even that. Mean, sometimes that's not even a good thing. Like sometimes it's like, come on, dialect. It went already. so fast. Like yeah. I think that's Tony Khan's booking problem. He hasn't figured out that happy medium that doesn't make you be like, oh my god, there's still another half an hour. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, giving you giving it time to breathe, so like you can because really soak in what just happened. That WWE is normally pretty good at. There's three. Right now in wrestling, in my view, there's three of them, and I don't think any of them are currently doing a good job. Tony Khan, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. I say Shawn Michaels because he's mostly booking right now. Um, yeah. But you 
obviously tell that because Triple H is not done with NXT when it's on air, which is go back to a much more similar style to what the new NXT is doing, and that has not happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is it as quite as over the top as Vince and Christian were having it in New Dawn? No, but you can obviously tell that Triple H is running the hell, or, or Shawn Michaels is running the hell out of NXT. So let's say the stream manager booking right now. Not knocking Corgan; he's not a great book. I don't know if he'll ever be a great book. What about Demar? Oh, he's damn sure not a great book. <laughs> like I would, I would be honored to shake Scott Demar's hand and talk to him. He's not a great book. Didn't we have the chance? Like, like I would be. And I'm talking about it for a legitimate. Interview. No, I know. Like, but Scott Demar was he at the Arnold? He was for like half a set. That's what I thought. Uh, but here's the thing: like Scott Demar just had Eric Young killed off of TV. Killed, killed. Not, notice what I said. Killed off. Not written off. He. He was killed. What is this, Lucha Underground? Yeah, that, you know what that is to me? Hey, don't you besmirch. I'm just asking questions. No, you mean don't no. but don't besmirch the company <laughs> that bounced checks to their wrestlers? Okay. No. Sure. Sure. I'll, be, I'll get right on that, buddy. No, I, Fair enough. No, I will as terrible no. as Vince has ever been, he paid his dudes, okay? No, no. Let me, I, I like uh, Lucha Underground. Let me be 100% clear. Lucha Underground is a toxic-ass cancer that should never be considered wrestling. That's not... Great, that's, we're a bunch of choreographers. Fair. That's fair. What are we watching? High School Musical? No, I hate it. Go to hell. I never watched. The wrestlers it. were great. May you piss on this business some more, you son of a bitch. Hey. No, I. I it drives me nuts. And so, like Look. with Scott Demore, like yes, I want Impact to survive as they continue to. You. But, but look, if we didn't no, have, I'm tired of. If we didn't have Lucha yeah. Underground, we wouldn't have gotten what we got on SmackDown. We wouldn't have got Penta. Great. That's also accurate. That's accurate. You don't like Penta? It's, El Miero de Zero? I think I said that horribly. You did. And Sorry. Well, I was, was going to say that was... Zero that was Miero. Zero Miero, that's right. I was going to say, welcome terrible. to the butcher shop with Jason McCarthy. <laughs> oh, well, if you worked at me at Jason's Deli, you'd have heard it all the time. That is why I just say Penta, because I don't even attempt to mess it up. El Here, Zero it's Miero. It's not about I don't like so-and-so. Yes, I like I like Penta. Ricochet is okay, even though he's too small and he oversells like Shawn Michaels. At his worst. Don't believe me? Look when he had his head bounce off the damn, you know, door garage thing. He did an extra bounce that no one caught. I can show you. It's stupid. No, it's not. It's not fun. It became fun. And it, and it hurts the business. But, so no, I don't like Lucha Underground. I want that shit to go far, far away and stay away. I mean, it is. It's gone forever. It's dead. It's thank, fine. Thank every... It's dead and buried for years now. Thank every deity we can think of. Um, but I, I, but that's how I think about but, it sometimes. Because, like, like I said, I never watched it. I don't I have did. an opinion on Lucha Underground other than I know about but, the choreograph and the killing people but, off and all but, that stuff. But Eric Young, all this past week on, like, Impact Wrestling, we've got to talk about that, for, even though I didn't put it in the rundown. Cause I'm, I'm ashamed. Shame. Because we're following the rundown right now? <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, 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 Eric Young was literally murdered on Impact Wrestling television to kill him off. That is not wrestling! Vince died? No. Yeah, he did. He died! He did. He did. They no, only they still... only pulled it back because of what happened with Chris. Well, <laughs> and if there was one good thing to come out of that tragedy, <laughs> it's that we didn't do that. But they still did it. And I, 
And I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. Like, would it have been interesting to see where it goes? I mean, we, I took, we took an eyeball from a lucha. But no, literally, lucha he, literally, <laughs> and, and, even, and, and even then, and even then, so did Ray. <laughs> sometimes it's the way it's shot. By the way, no better kayfabe keeper than Malachi Black, who still remembers his eye issues. Um, so I want to say props to that. That's now that's old that's, school. That's commitment. That's old school. His eye issues cross company people. <laughs> you don't see that ever. He doesn't see anything. Yeah. Ah. I love that he's kept that going. I know it's like, great. It's never changed. Anywho, here's my here's my issue. Like sometimes it's also the way it's shot. Like like when you start to me shooting things like a movie, which is why I don't like the cinematic matches. It's like that's not what I'm here to watch. If I want to watch a movie, I will watch a movie. There is wrestling, and then there is a movie. I will never agree to my damn grave. It's the same thing. And if anyone, if it ever becomes considered the same thing by the majority, then I'll put it on my damn headstone that it's not the same thing, and you can you can set me upside down so my critics can kiss my ass. Because it's not the same thing. It, there's some weird ass in between middle it is. I will go to my grave believing that. You're not ever going to change out of me. No one's going to convince me otherwise. I think I'd argue with Jesus about it. That's the only person I might consider hearing it from. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. Huh? He doesn't like the movies. He doesn't like the movies. movies. I watch Austin Powers regularly because I'm weird. I love, I it is too. random. Of all the things to watch all the time. Well, like, I all the time. Is it though? I mean, probably. I mean, I'd probably cool. pick Liar Liar over it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And there, once again, the difference in our ages show. I was older when Austin Powers came out. Liar, liar! I was younger. That that whole no, difference is we're correct. No, you're wrong because liar, liar is a better movie. You're still immature, just like us. Oh, I never said I was mature. But, that never came out of this mouth. You just talked about your age whenever Austin Powers came out, but I can guarantee that your mental age was still around the same one as ours. Well, probably, and I'm not saying Austin Powers isn't funny. That's not what this man over here said. No. I said I, if I had like one or the opinion. other to choose, I would choose Liar Liar. Well, you're wrong. But on top of that, I'd choose Shaun of the Dead off over both of those. Because that's a cinematic zombie comedy classic. I'll just watch zombie. That's a good one, too. No, it's better than Shaun of the Dead. No. You're out your small piece. <laughs> Love that movie. You are it's out. Favorite. You're out. You're, you, you do fall. Um, Probably quite a few times. But. Well, I'm not talking about your drinking days. That's the point. Oh, I mean, before that, too. Uh, but the, at, the, at the end of the day, like, no, I'm just, I'm not interested in, and I try to watch Impact, and I try to support Impact. I try to support all of wrestling. And I'll, and I'll complain at the end of it, and they start doing the same shit, because, no, I just don't want to, and I'm not ever going to, and if that's what, beca- if that, that might be the only thing that makes me stop wrestling, watching it, is if that's what, if it ever becomes that regularly, where it's not just, well, it was a pandemic, all right, I guess I can live with your stupidity. But, like, if it ever becomes that, re- like, no, that's not, when it becomes something I don't recognize, because no one fell in love with wrestling because it was like a movie. They fell in love with wrestling because it was wrestling. Because it, it was that weird ass in between of, is this real, is it not? Uh, and I, Do we care? We damn sure should! Damn sure should. I still think it's so funny 
that in the history of wrestling, there was this point where everybody knew it was bullshit, and then there was this point where everybody thought it was real, and now we're back to bullshit. bullshit. Like it's the best. It's the weirdest gonna, thing in the world. Like, like how did no, you make people? How did you make people forget? But still, if everybody knows, how all of a sudden does no one know? Well, it's because it's not like a new thing. It was predetermined for sure since what nineteen ten, if not before that. Sure. Like it's been predetermined I mean, forever. The first books uh, on it were the first like books on it of, of the three rules were published in the thirties. Yeah. Like yes, but the thing the thing about it is is harder to do now with the internet. You still have scummed. But you can slowly morph a legacy over time. You can morph things into where it takes a decade or whatever to... That's why scandals still fade. Because we, we, we don't forget, per se. But it just... A perception changes. It's odd. And it was really big pre-internet. Now it's harder. But it's not impossible. I actually, and I actually think you're wrong. I think we are getting back to a point where people maybe believe, maybe not so much that it's real, but we're in a different period where certain things we can't tell whether or not they're real or not. Well, that's just good but that's writing be, but and good that's talent. That's because we've gotten so used to this fake phony bullshit. That's 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 it. That's it. That's why guys like Brock Lesnar are so special because they don't look fake phony like horse shit. The people that act like they're actors drive me nuts and always will. I don't care. Don't care how to touch it, sound. It's awesome. It drives me the hell nuts. It does. I, I, I see your point when it comes to overacting. I get that. I I hate that this business is becoming, I view myself as an actor. But you are. Even, oh, look, look, even if you are Stone Cold Steve Austin and you are yourself, times 11, you are selling. That is acting. No, that is selling. That is selling. Same thing. Dude, it's the same thing. Selling is the art of acting like you have taken a punch. Look, at the end, here's the thing. When we watched, did you ever watch Legend's House on Disney Network? No. Yes. Remember when Gary Busey came? Vaguely. Like, and he and Piper got into it. Because Piper got really because Piper is an old school guy. Yeah. Who, who because Gary Busey they had this weird thing where Gary, fucking Gary Busey comes to you know you know because he's really into meditation and all that because you know Gary Busey was a pretty decent guy at one point that's what he had that motorcycle and he ain't been right since. Now I'm Gary Busey. Yeah. Yeah. And people forget <laughs> Gary Busey was a normal individual who did decent things and was cool and now he's just really weird. Yeah, that motorcycle accident, unfortunately, brain injuries. Yeah. But they got into it, and, you know, I'm sure some of it was a little scripted, but they got into it about, because Gary Busey's talking about movie roles and how I was this and I was that, Buddy Holly comes to mind, of course. And, you know, but once the movie's over, the role's over. And Piper, who's done acting, explains that's the difference. Is I'm always Roddy Piper. I can't go down... People don't go down the street and say, Gary Busey, you are, you know, we don't go Gary Busey's Buddy Holly. We don't. And so to me, I don't like the, the curation of people 
and frankly, and I know she heard our business pitch and the love of work with her, but who comes to mind is Jordan Grace, the one that she's the one that specifies that she's going to ask for me. Well, I hate you. <laughs> and, and because to me, again, that's a transition away from what this business, because it's, it, you agree with me that it's the same thing except for that. I just. Well, but there, there's. Bray Wyatt wasn't really the fiend. Yeah, of acting. course. Yes, of course. Hulk Hogan wasn't really take your vitamins, say your prayers, drink your milk. Sure. Acting. Oh, he had a different milk. But, there, but, there, but again, when there's no authenticity left. <laughs> but why isn't it authentic? Because they're playing a character and it's similar to acting so it can be considered acting. Because, because it is a live play environment. Because the greatest wrestlers that we're talking about like a Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho calls it acting. I don't give a hell what it's. He actually, <laughs> I'm sorry. He calls it the closest thing you will get to a Shakespearean play today. Good. And that it technically would require acting. Good. I'm not saying there's no acting involved. That's I've never said that. But well, what if that. that's so? For example, what if Jordan Grace acts on the side? I don't know what she does. No, she considers her job currently to be acting. Then that's how she looks at and it. I hate it. I have a right to hate that. I'm not, That's fine. I'm just, I just don't under. I just don't understand, like, because it's very similar. But I will. I will go to the damn grave. I promise you. They will lay me in the ground, and I'll still feel that. Now, if you come to me and you say Chris Evans is tougher than Ricochet, I will have a problem because that's where the difference between being an actor. And being a pro wrestler comes because the actors that do their own stunts and hurt themselves can probably be counted on one hand. The pro wrestler, each and every night, there are no stunt doubles. So that and that's the the line between the two. And I think that's why you're like, I can't believe these people call it acting. Because they're out here putting their lives on the line. Yeah, and so I don't... And nobody can... You can't be like, oh, cut. Oh, cut. And that... Cut. And to me... Put, put that mask on. Go take these bumps for this guy real quick. Hurry that, up. Mi- mi- middle of the Kane Undertaker Inferno match. <laughs> cut! <laughs> cut. We gotta get this... We gotta get this other guy that we don't care about to light on fire. Like, yes. Vince, they singed my eyebrows. Uh, yes, there is acting involved, too. It's just don't hold your mental image. Of course not. But I'm saying, when push comes to shove and you're entering part of your... Product. The one thing I take such great pride in is the physicality is real. The bumps they take, the injuries—that's yeah. that is slowly dying out in this version of the business. And it's and it is because when people, the reason that you're able to take such great pride in it is because the wrestlers used to take great pride in it, and, and the great majority still do. But I, I just don't, and I'll never, and uh, you know, we, you and I will argue about this until the end of time, forever, and I can't wait. Us to find out who's right. And guess what? We never will. No, we won't. <laughs> but I will argue until the end of time that when you call it acting, yes, there is acting involved, but it's somewhere in between that. The gr- and that's what I'm talking about. It's like, yes, there is acting. Because the great ones, you just talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, to a certain extent, he was acting. To a certain extent, he really was an ass in the 90s. Well, I mean, that's why I said selling when I brought up Stone Cold Steve Austin, not himself. You know, Ric Flair, was, is Ric Flair acting? No, he is Ric and at this point, Hulk Hogan isn't acting because you want to know why? Because they've been that so long, they've become that. He really is now that positive all the time. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna blow his mind or piss him off. Undertaker, acting for thirty <laughs> for thirty years. I'm gonna vote on piss off. I, I don't view it that way. Yes. Well, he's not he's not really a dude that lives in a graveyard and hangs out, you know, with an urn. Of course not not. who he really is. He probably does hang he, out with the urn. He he, he played <laughs> a character. He probably has a commemorative urn in his office of wrestling memorabilia like seven. they all have. Seven. Yeah, you're probably right. And probably like, this this one got dented on Vader. Like, this one got dented on McFoley. This one got dented on me. This <laughs> <laughs> is my favorite one. Yeah. He should have everybody that whoever did, hopefully they signed it and it was like the urn. Uh, but like, <laughs> yes, in terms of his character, of course. But then we had that era of the American Badass and frankly the most current version where yeah, he, in that acting... It doesn't change the fact that for a very, 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 very long time, he was. And on top of that, he was the most dedicated actor in the world because he wouldn't even go get groceries. And believe me, I wish he was still Und- that way. Undertaker is the man that invented grocery delivery, damn it. No. I don't know. <laughs> to toss up between him and Brock. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Vince ain't been in the store since 89 before Fletcher, and that's before Taker. That's so, so that's, okay. All right. So those no, wait, but delivery and. House served do you count butler? That's the proper term. Butler going to the store for you are totally different things. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That's that's a totally different thing. So Pat's the butler. Than like making a deal with the grocery store, like, hey, Mark Calloway, you know, the Undertaker, I'm doing an angle, supposed to be dead. Can you just deliver me some food? That's weird. Why are they delivering food to that house? I don't think anybody well, lives you, there. You got to remember back in the day, no one knew where wrestlers lived because of this magical <laughs> thing that happened in the past 20 years called the internet. Now we all know. Did Hopefully guys, we actually don't all know because that's it? scary. Like, and if you do it's, know, it's a scary thought. Right it's like, a scary thought. Like, Stay know, away from their fucking house I, if you know. Like, like, I know, I don't know the address because I don't have any bit, but I know the, you know, I know yeah, uh, I know the general area that I don't even I care. Yeah. Like, it's cool that I know where, like, yeah. Jericho lives in Florida. Okay. Well, it doesn't really matter. But you yeah. know what? Except for the Everybody, psychics. figure out where Brock Lesnar lives. See how Minnesota. See how that no, it's goes. It's, it's, he's got, like, three different... Yeah, places. I know, exactly. Like, like, most of them probably yeah, do. Like, <laughs> one of the things that makes, and frankly, a guy... See that how that works out for people. Is, because you can... Here's where wrestling's different. You Gary Busey's not going to be coming to Buddy Holly and, and you know, Hainsworth's not going to be sore because here's a great example of modern day. John Cena has become John Cena. Yeah. He was not always that super clean. And now everything he does in, inside or outside of the ring in terms of when he's not on a set is that squeaky clean. Follow his Twitter feed. Like, it's nothing but positive, motivational... Like, and we all know that at first, you know, when there's Howard Stern interviews and we heard from, you know, that was like, that's not who he is. Okay. He rapped and said a bunch of curse words. He was still, and he still had a persona that he kept up only inside the ring. And then slowly but surely, again, the opposite of this current greatness, you know, it is fascinating to think about. He has become that all good, squeaky clean, there he is, and that's really who he is for the most part. 
all appreciate that about him. We used to hate it because we said there's no way he is that good. And guess what? He wasn't. And now suddenly he is. We're like, damn it, he's that nice. It's he dick. is that nice. It's dumb. And so, but you see, that's nice. the opposite. What a of jerk. Where, that, that, <laughs> but you, can you see how that's the opposite of where this business is headed? He's done the opposite. Yeah. And we all appreciate him for it. Because you should be better than the past generation as far as that's concerned. Be a better person. Get because a no, big he's like I think, person of the year. It's like, ridiculous. But it's it it helps change he's, the he's change the like perception. Jesus. You know, because no. there's still a group of people that consider wrestlers nothing but carnies and that's it. John Cena can change that perception because we know now these days most guys are all right. Most You mean go- Kevin Owens really isn't a dick? No. Damn it. From what I understand, sometimes he can be. I'm sure they all can be. Chris Jericho can yeah, be. We can be. I don't know if John Cena can be. I'd be surprised to hear about it. I don't know. He did a really good job on Peacemaker. I'm going to say he can true. probably but, be a dick. But I'm saying, like, we're so tied to John Cena being John Cena at this point. We're, we're, if we heard a bad story about him, we'd be like, we would take it. I would take it hard because I hold you to a higher standard because of what you've made yourself become. Watch Peacemaker, you'll be fine. Just watch him drop f bombs like five times. Yeah, I've seen it. It'll just soften the blow. No, I'm talking about if you hear a really bad thing about John Cena personally, like he, I don't know, he kicks puppies. Yes, just he did something horrible that you should not. He does what? You would. We're just kidding. We're not. It would be. It would be like Hogan and steroids in the '90s because of the image he set. When Hogan lied his ass off on Arsenio Hall, especially, then I don't take steroids. When it finally became public and he admitted he did, people took that really hard because of the image and perception he set. Again, we get stuck in this 2022 thing of where, you know, it's all ah, hogwash. But then there's certain guys like John Cena who created this where you're like, is he really that good? Like, yeah, all the make a wish were child actors. I'm saying, if you ever heard a bad thing about John Cena, I promise you, you take it harder because he created that story. I tried. For yourself, you would. You, you absolutely would, and I think you're foolish to believe otherwise. No, it's smart business. People love it's way. It's easier to get. How disappointed were you when Chris Jer- you found out Chris Jericho's a Trumper? You were I don't care. Not really. Yes, I don't really. I remember us talking about the donations. You were I didn't. I don't like it, yeah. but it's his money. But I'm saying, to a certain extent, I. But but, but hear me you out think here. He would be morally above kind of some of the supporting some of those things. Do you hear have me that out perception here? To some extent? No, because my parents are Republicans. I can't have that perception about any of them. Do I like the big ones, the ones in charge, making all these stupid things? And this goes for every political party. No, no, I don't. But. There's a difference between... I equally hate them all. Do... I hate the idea that people give their hard-earned money to political parties. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's disgusting. It's stupid, though. But I think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting that it's a prerequisite to run for president that you have to earn, like, get people's money. Like, it's just... All the funding. It's... it's, You don't need... We have Zoom. You don't need funding for anything. But you do. That's what taxes are for if you get elected. I mean, people spend millions on these advertisements. People always say, well, political advertisements don't work. Yes, they do. Oh, they work. No, they definitely do. They work. I'm saying, but a lot of people go, who who actually cares? Like, 
there's a reason they keep doing it and spending more every single year. We're fitting in the Georgia Senate runoff today. So have fun with that. Uh, like, there's a reason people spend more and more every single year. It's because people are really persuaded by, for some reason, the advertisements and really trying to take a look at it. And so it sucks. You're right. In a society, we shouldn't. No, if you want to run for president, you should run for president. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. Or what. Like, if you're a rich man, you want to run, great. If you're a poor man, you want to run, great. Unfortunately, that's just not how it works. Although I'm kind of well, surprised because I, I wasn't the one in Ohio, the one guy was throwing a football. I don't think he won. Yeah, the Tim Ryan. No, yeah, Tim Ryan, and he, yeah, he didn't he win. Didn't you would win. think in this state that that would have worked. He didn't bash his opponent enough. He threw the football really hard, though. But we're, but he hit those TVs real a, good. We're, when, in a, we're in an era, for better or worse, where people like lesson programs. They don't know it's lesson programs, but they like <laughs> they lo- But because we, all, because everybody, I don't care who you are, we all like a nice one, two, th- you know, one, That's two, three. That's all politics That's why, is. It's pro wrestling 101. <laughs> That's why Trump had the advantage. He's, he was already in the business. That's that, that's why he might win again. Because he's got everything in life, because life is a work. Really, if you think about it, yeah. you can work somebody, you can work people, because that's what it is. Strike a chord, right? That's what it all is. If you can, because all you did, and it doesn't mean you're not honest, but you still work somebody into it. You worked Lauren into marrying. No, nobody in that line of business is honest anymore. It, but you, nobody in that line of business ever has been. Uh, yeah, it just, it's only getting worse. We've been having sneer. Honest, honest Abe, duh. Good point. I'm sure vast majority of the time he was, but I don't know. He was a pro wrestler for God's sakes. I also, I also lived. He was. Now I'm pretty sure it wasn't predetermined then, but still, he was a pro wrestler. People paid money to see him. I actually, I actually. It was like. Five cents, but that was like five hundred dollars back then. Actually, oh my god! I actually give a little grace to politicians more than most about lying, because I believe that everybody can be a liar. Are we all? Yes, I'm an honest person. I believe, but I've lied. I've lied. Chaos. Like, of course. Like we've all lied. It's the way it is. Yeah. But like, I, I believe wholeheartedly in everybody lies. The only variable about what. No one's convincing me otherwise. About you know who invented the smear campaign as far as politics go? At least in this country. John Adams. Yeah. Uh, Very you. first American election. Mm-hmm. He was, I forget who he was, because I'm bad at school. So I forget who he was running That's against. Why I but I do, I do recall that he, like, yeah. started the whole, okay, let's write all these stories and we'll send them out to everybody. Of course, it was horseback then, and it took, like, a month to get, like, so from Lancaster to Columbus. But it, was took a month. His, but it was important. I wish it took that long again sometimes. But it was important in his campaign. And, and a month? Yeah. I don't know about Why? That. Yeah, I, don't know. I like the. I like Gratification era. I don't. Well, I, I, I don't. On, well, here's the one thing I like about instant gratification era. Is some stories are too complicated for this era. For instance, and I'm not going on a big rant here, but for the love of God, the Penn State scandal was too complicated for this era. <laughs> Everyone jumped to a conclusion on what happened, and no one, and once you, because it's easier to convince people in this life that you've, that it's easier to seduce people than convince them that they've been duped. We are an instant gratification era, so we have a hard time ever going, maybe that didn't happen that way. Maybe that, because once we set our sights on a narrative, that's the narrative. But it did happen that way. What happened that way? At Penn State. What do you mean? The Sandusky stuff. Oh, you're, uh, oh, you're going to get me going, brother. You're going to get me? 
Of course, Sturgeon does get revenge. But do I now? Do I know who knew? And I'm I gonna make an assumption of who knew? No, because I, I don't. But know. the idea of any, but the idea that it became a full fledged cover up is absolutely one hundred percent not true. That the idea of that is just absolutely, and and no one. Well, I shouldn't say no one. There are plenty of people out there like me that don't have that, but not enough to really change the narrative. I don't. It happened at Ohio State. Why? Wh- what makes Penn State morally better than Ohio State? Well, it's not about a, it's because you're telling me again, especially when it comes to a guy like Joe Paterno, and that we're going way off the beaten path of us at this point. Well, this is <laughs> a important conversation, though. Like, I mean, you're telling, but I, but I mean, if you think about it, if you look at the history of these things, Jerry Sandusky ends up coming to the email, and I keep telling him, and Jerry Sandusky retired from from Penn State in '99. He was asked, "You can miss Joe Paterno?" He said, "Not particularly," because Joe Paterno thought Jerry Sandusky was spending too much time on the charity. Lost interest in coaching. They didn't like each other anymore. You're going to cover up for a guy you didn't like on child abuse to that extent. Did Joe Paterno make some mistakes? I think that's very possible. But the idea that they all collectively as a group said we are going to cover up the most heinous crime you can possibly do, which is the the sexualization of of, of children and little boys and rape. The idea that happened just that's not true. That didn't but happen. Joe Paterno doesn't have to be in that conversation to keep it quiet. You're you're acting like these type of cover-ups have never happened before. Sure. It happens. It's happened for decades. Like I said, it, it happened at Ohio State with yeah. adults. With adults. Sure. Yep. So you, you you're you're that blinded by Penn State to say that there's no possible way that Penn State wanted to cover this up no, because we have children that historically, when abused, go quiet and listen to their abuser historically. So we're going to sit here and assume that Penn State, the almighty Penn State, is the (laughs) only school to have a scandal and someone up high knew about it and covered it up. You're saying that's not possible at Penn State. I'm not saying that Joe Paterno is who covered it up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is somebody up top knew. I'm not saying it isn't possible, but the idea of those collective three men, because if you're going to cover things up, then why are you telling people? Because Joe Paterno told Tim Curley, Gary Schultz, Tim Curley was the chief of campus police at the time. People go, well, he should have went to the real police. Keep, people got to keep in mind, at that time, Jerry Sandusky's a respected employee. Who the hell are you going to go to? That's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. You don't just walk in and go, hey, I think this guy raped somebody. That's not how that works. It isn't at all how that works. Matter of fact, in the guidelines of the NCAA now, Joe Paterno did the right thing, if you look at it. Look at the guidelines now. It's very similar to what he did. No, I'm not saying it's not possible at the almighty Penn State. I just think it was a collective mistake on a lot of people's parts that unfortunately ruined a lot of lives. I just don't think at all, because if they were going to cover it up, they did a damn bad job of it. Everybody always does. That's why this stuff comes out. Like, I just, I can't see how... And plus, always remember, and no one talks about this, one of the few counts of the 50s Jerry Sandusky was found not guilty of was the sodomizing on Penn State University. Nobody talks about it. He was found not guilty of that crime. That count that everyone talks about, well, people were getting raped in his backyard. Is what everybody, he was found not guilty in the court of law of that count. Of the 40, he was found guilty of like 47 to 50 or something like that, right? One of the counts is that incident that everybody talks about. He was found not guilty. Who cares? He was convicted of 47 other ones. But if it, but if, but the, this, this awful, this one that was made up, okay. 
Sure, he didn't do that. No, but he did 47 no, other I'm ones. I'm not defending. No, I'm talking about the Penn State culture here. The time where they say this is happening on campus and they know about it, he's found not guilty on. Okay. So and? When, how many times did you hear people go, well, they knew it was happening on campus and that's it? How many times did you hear that? A lot. A lot, but that doesn't mean they didn't know. You can't. You can't make the assumption that no one up top knew. You can't because it's been proven to happen time and time again at schools over and over and over again. Now, not always the same thing, but over and over and over again because we don't want to hurt the image of the school, so it's better to keep everything under wraps and destroy people's lives. It is a systematic problem that still probably happens, and you cannot say, 100% 100% that no one up top at Penn State knew. You can't say you can't. I never said you could. So, so but what? I'm saying I'm saying you never But to come to come over here and say that they didn't try to hide it. I don't believe they did. They did. I, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know any more than I do? How do you know? From reports from the children. From not the not the oh my god. See, and that's you're focusing on this one lie. Except for all of the other kids that were abused, I, because I I think it's horrible. And it came from parents. They eventually found out, and it was still not enough. And that has been proven multiple times that multiple people went to the heads of Penn State to say something, that didn't happen. and they didn't do that, anything. That did not happen. Okay, that did not happen. It didn't. Okay, no, sure. It, no, it did not happen. What they did was they went to police, and it was investigated, and it was decided that. It didn't happen. The police decided. That makes it okay from the 1970s when no policeman in their right mind even knew what they were doing. First of all, no one went to anybody in the 1970s about what Jerry Sandusky did. No one did it. Nobody. went. People say, well, people went to Paterno in the 1970s. How are you going to get a hold of a head coach? Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yes, Jerry Sandusky committed those crimes. I'm not doubting that at all. That's been proven. I think this was some systematic awful thing at Penn State. No, it was a whole. People missed this as a whole. He was a man that adopted kids. Therefore, professionals missed this. Professionals. It was a failure of a system, but a cover up? No, it wasn't. Anyone that thinks that, I would, I would highly recommend doing a little bit more research because I unfortunately have spent the last decade and a half studying the fuck out of it. So, if someone reports something to you and you do know nothing about it and it's true, that's a cover up. Regardless, who, who, who was reported to who? I don't. I haven't memorized the goddamn thing because you don't know what you're talking about. No, I know plenty. I listened, but this was ten years ago. My issue is that you have and, this like, and, a th- and you that's seem what to I'm think that about. it's like hundred percent because of this one lie. That's good enough to say that no one covered everything up yeah. when we have it's. Schools will protect their image before anything, but, so I am. Ninety-five percent sure that someone up top covered some shit up. But you are—you are you're a, you're a great microcosm. Of what I'm talking about, because of what you were told ten years ago. Did you know the cases evolved since then? There's been many other cases that weren't talked about in the mainstream news. I'm yeah. You're talking about a narrative that was based ten years ago. That's what I'm talking about. I understand why people would jump to that conclusion then, but we don't live in a society where oh, this is this is shifted. We should look at this. We should talk about this. Here's what we found out that we didn't know. We live in a very boom right now society, and that's it. 
because of what you knew 10 years ago. At the time, 10 years ago, I get that. I respect that truly. There is not a worse crime in this world than what happened to those children. I, under, I understand that implicitly. But that's what I'm talking about. Is Yes. Was that the assumption at the start? Sure. I get it. And I respect it. But you're talking about what you knew 10 years ago. Well, I've kept up with it over the last 10 years. I've seen every appeal the guy's had. I've seen every case. I've, seen, I've read every book. I've read the free report five times. I mean, I've studied this thing. That doesn't mean I'm correct. But I, with all due respect, you're talking about 10 years ago when I have stayed with it for 10 years. To be fair, that's correct. That, yeah, I haven't read anything new about most it. Most people have But it. that doesn't change the fact that you can't be like, okay, well, there's no way nobody covered it up. Well, no, I didn't. But no, because I, there's, I, there's a system I, in place. Because that would be as blind as me going, oh, nobody covered up the wrestling coach. Well, I, look, or, the, I mean, or the doctor that, that did that to all the wrestlers I'm at Ohio say, State. I'm not saying there's no way, but do I believe that? No. I think some serious mistakes were made in judgment. Do I think there was a systematic because you know, I didn't say it was systematic. Yeah. I said maybe somebody at the top was told and didn't do anything about it. That is a cover-up. So That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if it was Joe Paterno, the head of, of the athletic department, the fucking janitor. It doesn't matter who it was. If they don't tell somebody information that they have been told sure. that is like that, that is considered a cover-up. Sure. Is it systematic? Did the whole school know? Probably not. But that does not mean that a select few people knew and did something, didn't do anything about it. People, people took that information. What happened was the top three men are Joe Paterno, Gary Curley, uh, four men, I should say. Gary oh, Paterno, Curley, Ch- Tim Schultz, and Graham Chandler, who was the president of the Earth at the time. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Joe Paterno heard about this incident from Michael Cleary. It was originally in 2002, according to some. Turns out the Graham testimony turned into February of 2001. And he told... He told Tim Curley and Larry Schultz. Larry Schultz was the chief of campus police. That's why when people say Paterno didn't go to police, yes, yes, he did. You got to remember, this is 2001 or two at the time. Gary Sandusky is a respected, beloved Clemson employee. And so, whatever happened there, they were told about it. It was investigated. I don't know what came out of that exactly. Some say the police said uh, there's nothing there, and some say a cover up happened. Now, what I do know is when they were told, I think, what, what I think happened, is they made a mistake in judgment because I think they thought Jerry Sandusky could never do this. I think they made a mistake in that judgment. I, I can agree with that 100%. I think they made a horrible mistake in judgment. Because, and especially because yeah. of some of the things you said, adopting kids yeah. forever. Like, like how involved was he possible. was with children, how right. good of the... The show that he put he on, and that's why I say fostered. that's why I'm not over here bashing Paterno. I, th- I can't say that the coach knew, but that somebody didn't do something. I think somebody made a mistake in judgment, but I think that's different than a cover up. I think a cover up, well, how I look at a cover up, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here, is I think it's a malicious attempt to. I don't want anyone to know this. You know, essentially Vince McMahon, Jimmy Smith, or hey, you don't want to know this. What I think happened was somebody made a serious mistake in judgment, probably Curley or, or Graham Stanier, and unfortunately a judgment was allowed to brutalize children in the worst way, and that's far worse than, and then completely scar the reputation of a once great school, and that's secondary to this, of course. I think that was a mistake in judgment. I hope it was a mistake in judgment, because if they did, 
allow that to happen and hear about it. Um, if I believed that, I couldn't support the New York Times. If, if, if that makes sense, like you can't. I know they're all gone now, but the the walk in the you know everybody but Turner is dead, or everybody that accepts the Turner is is alive and Turner's gone. So I think a mistake in judgment happened because he was adopting kids. He adopted several, uh, at least five or six. Um, you know, his wife was uh, she was was completely dumbfounded by the allegations. So I believe that a mistake in judgment happened because he had conned so many people because when someone goes on a spree like that, whether it's uh, unfortunately rape or murder or, or sexual assault of any kind, they're great con artists. They're really good at it, right? They're like insanely good at it. Actually, most of the time it's missed signals. Yeah, probably. If you look at Bundy, for example, yeah, it, he had the body in his back seat full of trash bags and he gave a, you know, Legitimate and, answer, and, and, and it, back, it was a long and, time ago. And looking and back, there probably is a lot that I think a lot of people are doing, going, Sam's a piece of shit. Yeah, but again, is that to you? And I'm asking, not not because I mean, you and I are going to see it how we're going to see it uh, as it goes or it stands. Is that to you a malicious cover up? Because that's what that's what we're hung up here. I don't. I think a lot of mistakes were made. My belief is, and maybe someday it changes because I'm not ever letting go of this case. I'm, I'm obsessed with it, right? It's, like, it's everything else in my life. But my belief is that it wasn't, yes, he committed mistakes, tons of them, thousands of them. The fact that uh, it wasn't caught originally tells you that. But a malicious cover-up is a different thing to me. Yes, you still have to sleep at night, but there is a difference. There is a difference in, did I intend? Did I know that this was truly possible and I didn't do something? I Isn't there a difference in that? I think intent counts for something in life. I know in, in these extreme cases, that's hard to say, and I respect that. But I do believe intent counts for something in life. It doesn't mean you shouldn't pay for crimes or your, your you know ignorance is no excuse for the law. I get that. But in, I'm talking about in a moral sense, if I knew you just screwed up, like Urban Meyer, I think like I feel the same way about him. Like he made an obvious mistake in judgment keeping that case on the shelf, the 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 drunk that was beating his wife and all that. But do I think Urban Meyer knew the extent of which he was doing those things? That's why I don't no. blame Joe Paterno. I blame the college. I mean, I think you got to like. But where is what the, the thing about these scandals? And this is a question. This is not. Where is the line between I blame the school and I blame the individual? Oh, he's blamed 100%. But, but, but the, the it's it's not, oh, yes, Penn State, it was their idea. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying Penn State is to blame for his actions. What I'm saying is when did they know, when could they have stopped it, and they didn't, whether that's Penn State, sure. whether that's the campus police, because you don't know. They might be starstruck by Jerry Sandusky at this time. So we don't know. And if that's a malicious cover-up because the chief didn't want to do anything, then that's what it is. If, if all cover-ups have to be lumped into maliciousness, then that's, that's, that's what it is. That, that's how I view it. I, now, again, everyone's but different on that. Some you know, cover-ups are... It's, it's like the definition are, of what you consider a lie, right? Well, it's like, oh, there's no way he did that, so I'm not going to investigate it. Sure. That's cover-up. That's cover-up. But is that malicious intent? 
It's not malicious. It's I know him better. Yeah. That's you you making a judgment call. I know him better. He wouldn't do that. But it's still a cover-up right. if you don't investigate. But now, there's nothing malicious yeah. about that. If you're using your prior relationship with someone that you know personally, go no freaking way, right. I wouldn't call that a malicious cover-up. It'd be like trying to cover, say your dude's cheating on his girl. You're not going to out him. You'll probably lie to his girl for him. That's a that's a that's technically yeah, that's, that's a cover up. Yeah. It's not malicious. The girlfriend might find it malicious, but it's really not. You're just looking out for your dude. Well, this is one of the most interesting two turn offs I've ever done. I kind of yeah. agree. It tries <laughs> Switzerland over here. So doesn't say so, anything for like so, an hour. So I'm scared. So where are you on all this? Because like you and I, because <coughs> we're like yeah. We're on a slide. We're like right here, and then we branch off at the end. Yeah. And so, like, and because we both agree that the, the crime is what triggered it. Yeah, that's what matters. That's Who what, gives a shit? That, but that, could it have been stopped okay. sooner is where I get hung up on. So, like, where are you? Does if does intent matter for you? Um, because, again, my belief, and again, could shift, because I, I will continue to study the case until I'm in the ground. Things like I'm, I'm in it at this point. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see. Buster. Uh, but at my, at my current belief, doesn't mean it will always be there. Because he, he may Buster. use the same, uh, the, the world the same at thirty as he does at sixty. It's not Buster. But at my current belief, Napper, my belief is that the school made a series of serious misjudgments, but the intent of a cover up was not there. Uh, and even if that is correct, uh, McCarthy respectfully said, "I don't give a damn." <laughs> um, because kids were abused, and I get that. So where are you? Does intent count for something? If I'm correct, does intent matter or not? In that, in, in this, ex- because intent matters in a lot of things in life, but this is an extreme case. Because if I didn't intend to hurt your feelings, that matters. Sometimes <laughs> I didn't intend for you to get <laughs> really, really screwed up here. Does intent matter to you? Because I, I mean, that we, we've 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 shared a. Hundred theories and thoughts. This is going to sound like a really Switzerland answer, but I don't think there is a right answer. Rage. <laughs> because it's all. Because it does come down. So to let, me, right? let me let me help. Let me help Switzerland. No, it's subjective. It, it, it because we're all going to think differently. Because well, and this okay. is an example of why. But but hold on, hear me out. This will this will fix this freaking nonsense of not making a decision. Yes. There is a difference. It's called involuntary manslaughter and manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter means you did not intend to murder this person, like, for example, with your car, but you did. Voluntary manslaughter means you walked into a gas station and shot somebody in the face. So, therefore, intent matters, and there is always a way to tell if it was malicious intent or eh, intent, or somewhere in between. Because I care about the fact, and, uh, and you don't, and I totally respect that. Uh, like, I don't agree with you, but you're entitled to your opinion. Screw fucking house. Don't kick me out. Um, or kicking, period. Well, I thought he was going to for a second. I'm so like, did I. That's why I sat over here and kept my mouth shut. Uh, I didn't want to get kicked. Like, I think I'm a believer in life that intent matters. Uh, that's me as a whole. That that's Because, again, I just depended on my to you who I can't stand. I think he's the. Uh, I think he's cat crap on the bottom of my shoe. Yeah, pick that kicker. Yeah, I don't care. Pick that kick. Um, but I don't. Uh, what, but a, I, what a kick in the pants! But I don't believe uh, that he 
knowing Liam was like, yeah, this this woman this woman's getting battered, and I'm just <laughs> go ahead and coach it. <laughs> go ahead, coach. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't. And so that that like, yes, you deserve consequences for what kind of happens on your watch. And I thought the suspension was fair. Yeah. Um, but the people that thought he was should have been fired of that because there were quite a few. There was a there was a there was a portion of people, especially outside of the Ohio State bubble, because that's one thing I think I bring to the perspective, just like you guys for the non-Penn State bubble, is I can show you where yeah the world doesn't feel the way you do. Like I know the world don't feel the way I do. Like I know Joe Paterno died a pariah outside of Pennsylvania. That's the way it is, and that's probably not ever changing. Probably not because uh, we don't. I will go to my grave believing we don't do complicated stories around. We make a decision. Nope. Uh, that's that's my opinion. Like I com- ma- I make, completely agree. We make a decision on an individual, what he did or did not do or did not know in life, period, let alone deserve turning. We decide uh, our political system is a, a great example. Oh, absolutely. The, the people that love Donald Trump are going to love Donald Trump forever because that's mm-hmm. what they have. The people that hate him are going to hate him for he can cure cancer. And he didn't do it soon enough, orange boy. And so he won't he probably killed some no money in it. He probably killed some babies in the process. But like, but my point is, is like there is no middle ground on certain people. I don't know. I'm very people. dark today. I can't yeah, explain I mean, it. I I couldn't tell. He's only talked for like a half an hour of this podcast. Uh, but like, there is no middle ground for a certain. Like we're a, we're a society that's losing the hell out of middle ground. You either. Oh, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go back to wrestling. You either take Hulk Hogan as Hulk Hogan, or you're like that's a low down piece of shit. Probably low down too, and that happens a lot on, on message boards. That drives me nuts. It is we live in a society where where it's black and white, and I think life is too complicated for that as a whole. But we're not there as a society. That's really because the reality is that we're like, yes, a molester is a bad individual. We're gonna we're gonna call that a spade. But most people are not good people or bad people. They're people who yeah. do heinous. Things we and I don't mean like crime. I'm talking about like moral failures. They they would cheat or whatever. And the people that say, "Oh, I would never do that." Well, let's see. If you, maybe you wouldn't. Some are that good. John Cena. I'm talking to you, Bubba. Uh, even though you sell the porn stars, we forget about that now. Um, so, <laughs> why he was still married. Um, but that's but sorry. That's, but see how you, because John Cena, you don't give a shit. Look, uh, be, I because <laughs> he's John sorry. Cena. So no, actually, it's not because. It's John Cena. I just don't care. Do I think it's wrong to cheat on your spouse? Sure. It's none of my damn business. Yeah. What in my history of being married, did I cheat? No. Can I say unequivocally in any future relationship that I have that I won't cheat? No. Right. Do I like the idea of it? No. But I can't say that I would never do it because I. I it's like Good Morning. <laughs> it's like Good Morning America three. Who'd have thought that dude would have three people that work on the same show? Yeah. Or, like, well, it's our favorite lesson phrase, right? Never say never. That's fair. This is going to take a little bit even more of a dark term, but it's sure. just like the pe- like people that have called you like sexist and stuff like oh, that. I like, love those folks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what always drives me nuts is like you, you defend a side or an aspect of a story, especially if it's something heinous like, yeah. you know, sexual assault or, you know, uh, abuse or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like you're defending that person. Yeah. That's what pisses me off more than anything. Because the way I like, oh, you must condone like, like the yeah. people that are like, oh, I hope you don't have any kids, yeah. or I hope you don't have any daughters. Yeah, I'm like, that's right. fuck um, you. Because that's what right. Like, we're not a kid. We're not a society as a whole. The three of us might be. We're not a 
He's dropped like three of them. Don't look at me like that. I was talking about the comments, yeah. not what you said. Like, what came out of your mouth? But the the, the comments you read weren't your words. I wasn't looking at you for your words. First of all, we've all said a lot today. I was shocked and appalled that people would say that to Logan. Well, they, they did. I sent you the... Yeah, I know. Was, One of them was Adam. It was great. Yeah, yeah, you know. Adam called me a sexist. That was great. Um, I do it one time on the show as a now, joke. And now, and now it's everywhere. Look, now everybody thinks it's cool. Look, I, and at the end of the day... Just you know, like Corey Graves and stealing my lines. Son of a bitch. Shut up, Saxton. <laughs> uh, but, but, like, we live in a society where I hate the black and white of it all. It, like... I, I look at things in a case-by-case basis. Some of the things that some people have been accused of, I go, let's take another look at that. Some of the things that people have been accused of, I go, damn, I think he did that. And like, it should just depend. It doesn't. It should not define who you are morally. It should be a case-by-case basis. There's things that Donald Trump did as president that I think he deserved the flag he got. There were some things he did that I was like, why do we care? Because, like, I think that's a fair way to look at it. Maybe you disagree with me on... Uh, Whatever I might be referring to. Which one? That's a good question. It's been a lot. There's too much. But just like, let's not jump down that rabbit hole. Well, because I got, I got, I got one. That's a rabbit hole. I have a question. Okay. That happened when I was a child. This could be scary. Clinton, Clinton, and Lewinsky. Oh God. All this time later, I still can't wrap my head around why anybody gave a shit. Yeah, I don't care. Like that's just. And and this is why I laugh at Republicans now. And Democrats now. Because I can't believe you're going to try to impeach our president. Dude got a blowjob and he and like, they tried to impeach him. Are you serious right now? Like, are we going to lie about it? And that's what bothers me about these politicians. Their skin is so fucking thin. They could, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to use Trump as an example. He will go off on anyone and anything that he disagrees with. Yep. But if you disagree with him and go off on him, you oh, suck. good Lord, you're the, you're the worst. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now it's a whole smear campaign against everybody you know and the crazy Trump supporters. It's, it, it, like, there is. What's a, worse? This is good. No, I'm not going to say Okay, that. then. I'm not. Uh, but. I have a question. I was like, going to say what's. No, I'm going to say it. What's worse, Swifties or Trump supporters? Wait. Uh, Swifties, for sure. Not all Trump supporters are racist, you know. Okay. What are Swifties? I'm stupid about Swifties. Well, you're not. It's just a moment thing. Um, Should we tell them or should we just let them guess? Come on, man. You can do it. Let them gears turn. Come on. Come on. I have a thought, but I know it's wrong. Come on, Swifties. Come on. Come on. Come on. No. I'm, I'm definitely going to say Gerbil's Taylor dead. Taylor Swift. Okay, Those I was right then. Those are her fans. Definitely, I was right then. Definitely, definitely Swifties. <laughs> definitely Swifties. They drive me nuts. I don't know. I love some Trump supporters, so I don't even... I'd have to say Swifties, too, because I don't, I don't know any Swifties. I know Trump supporters. <laughs> they're okay. Like some of them, I, don't, I don't know, like, the vast majority, but I know a few that are really good people. Well, it's like that... Like, no one... Like, at the end of the day, yes, there's a violent group of Trump supporters out there. Yeah. <laughs> Out, but I think they're a minority. Just like no one blamed Bernie Sanders supporters when that that uh, senator got shot, and they shouldn't have, even though he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Like no, people are responsible for their own actions. Period. That's how that works. But anywho, uh, what started this? I don't know. Good question. What did start this? <laughs> Good question. 
Because I think we made it to like not even match one. <laughs> we talked a little bit about Hangman and Moxley. <laughs> that was it. Yep. Then we started talking about MJF. How did we get to I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> heinous fine. things. I don't know. I'm uh, trying. To, I said a high stake mystery match. Lots of crazy matches. And then we said. Oh, because we too. said that uh, wrestling fans are toxic fan bases or something like that. We're yeah, the most yeah. toxic. Fan, we're the most. Because every tangent we have ties in somewhere. Yeah, that's true. It just depends on and like we've gone way down the path. Hey, where did we go? <laughs> it's because we're wrestling fans and we're so. Uh, Say we have gone. We have gone so far that I'm gonna have to listen to the tapes to figure out where Someone we came us. from. Someone help us, because we forget. I, well, actually, for half of this, I kind of hope to got a lot of shit to say. I was just sitting over here watching the dogs. Look, it's you know, it's an interesting. Decision. That was a great sound you made. What I, what I think. What is sound? That, <laughs> I think that these discussions are interesting. I didn't say I they were. They're fine. Like, I think they're. Uh, but y'all get scary when y'all start yelling. Because I think they're a microcosm of society. Just enjoy the crowd. Well, I, thing. I, you know, I, some of it I can't help. Like obviously, there's times where it's like, oh, I couldn't care. But like <laughs> sometimes it's freeze. sometimes you almost don't realize you're getting that hot when you get. Well, yeah. Hot. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's, for me, I like to associate it with like, oh damn, my brain just went promo. Like instantly. That's yeah, me like too. My brain just totally went promo. Yeah. Like I and half the time when I realize that, I'm like, what did I even fucking say? So that's that's <laughs> what did I say? Like all the all the times we yell at each other, I don't know what I said. I don't know. I'm going pro- I'm like, oh promo time. I can only remember bits and pieces because I do the same thing. I Clearly none of us remember because we're trying to figure out what the hell it was about. Because like And I wasn't even a part of half of that. Like when you're getting so when you're getting so like heated that's where sometimes people don't understand when you go, when people go too far and insult people. Sometimes I can understand how that happens because like you should your brain go shut, there. your brain kind of shuts off. Yeah, if you if you second, get that like, hot because like, you're starting to because your brain's starting to go. But I got this. Hold on, this is in my rolling deck, damn it. De- <laughs> debate club needs to be a thing again. I agree because uh, it's not. And it needs to be so people learn how to do this shit better. What the hell are you looking at me like that for? Well, it's because McCarthy's a shitty debater. All he does is talk about. Oh, no, that's fine. (laughs) I I just studied the best politicians to learn how to get your point across, kind of, but just talk down to everybody else. It uh, seems to work for them. It does. Oh, sure. Figure why why mess up. Uh, Frankly, frankly, if we had the cash, you and I would make great politicians. Yeah. If we we had the cash. I could stand them. Like, take your He can't stand anything. <laughs> Take your moral compass out of it for a ah, second. Now he got it. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, it took you a while. I was 30 seconds over here. Like money, And that takes him a while, too. That was too. two hours ago. I am fine. Mo- money, I'm, I'm talking about the long-term memory effects. That's all. That's what I'm, ta- I'm not talking about your... I'm talking about your ability to do whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the tree branch when I was a kid, the chair shots, the car accident, I think all of those things took care of my memory pretty good. Sure. Bef- and yet we're the crippled ones. Well, I got well, lucky. Just physically, it's a mental thing. Oh, yeah. That's oh, I've been mentally crippled since 1983. What? <sighs> that's what 
but podcasts weren't a thing in 1983. Maybe you invented them, you old son of a... <laughs> Neither plane, planes weren't a thing. Hey, are you sure? Planes weren't a thing, and the, the Wright brothers said, I got you, fam. What, what would be the equivalent of a podcast in 1983? Uh, Independent radio. Yeah, Ham radios. Ham radios. Yeah. Um, God, this has gone off the rails. I mean, maybe the people will like it more. You never know. I Pro- mean, it's cause sometimes probably not that Jerry Sandusky part. Some might. Maybe. Well, like, well, probably in Ohio, most people would be into it. Honestly, I just want to. I just want to get. Oh my God, that guy again. I want to. I want that again. A comment from a viewer. That guy. Like we did when. Uh, You're that guy. When Tim Porris was here. I want that again. You were supposed to be here yesterday, but you didn't say you had mind surgery. Oh, shit. Ooh. But we'll see you Friday. Oh, okay. Um, but, no, I, I think most people in. Most people outside of Bro. Probably see it. Nobody wants to hear that. But. I, I do. I'm a, That's I'm why a, I tried to turn that way. I didn't know you could I'm still a, hear me. I'm a firm believer. I'm You're a, the producer. Mute me. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying, good sir. I'm a firm believer that I think a Buster, lot of stories are too complicated for people to get. Doesn't mean I it's agree. right or wrong. It's that we quickly jump to a conclusion. And maybe it's the correct conclusion. I, I'm not saying that. But I think things need more. You're good. Uh, I think things need. I hit the wrong button for him. I think things need more of a. You are now. Uh, <laughs> it, like I think things need more of a a, a, a more in depth look than the, our society has patience to deal with. We instantly decide this is what this person did or did not do in life. Now, right now, as a society, could that change? Yes, but right now in society, it's boom, boom, boom. That's it. Like, you know, uh, look at. Let's take it back to wrestling. Don't know what he did or did not do. We don't know. We can heavily assume, but nothing that, in terms of legalities, has been proven in court. We don't know. We don't. We can assume strongly, but do we know? No, we don't. We think we do, and we're probably correct. I mean, he probably did misappropriate his funds. Probably is not. Yeah, probably is probably. not. We, we make an assumption, and that's probably it. And so that's it. Well, and I, I'm not saying I'm not bad. I've done it too. I'm, but as a Roman society, is probably gonna hold the title for a little longer. Probably. probably. Uh, well, you know what? Let's let's talk one last thing about wrestling. Then we gotta go because we gotta go take a break. Very true. All right, so let's talk talk about this because obviously we had a stroke um, earlier this week. I saw this. The Rock being discussed oh. in the Royal Rumble. If that happens, I'll have one. What What do you think about this? And it's reportedly a pie in the sky idea. What would you feel? How would you feel, Mister McCarthy, about The Rock at this stage of his illustrious used to be a wrestler career? <laughs> what do you think about the possibility of him winning? ask you, again, I don't think it's happening, but the fact that it's been talked about reportedly, I'll ask you, I'll ask you, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I would say gross. There's absolutely, absolutely no reason 
And the Rock. Why the Rock? Ah, you're still muted. Anyway, so and that the Rock should win the Royal. Good stuff, and you're missing it. That was the point, you jerk. Remember what you used to do to me in studio. Why did you? I don't know why I did that. Yay! What? Are you trying to copy me? Stop pressing each other's buttons. You've done that enough today. I'd be quite upset if The Rock won the Royal Rumble. Would it be? Would it be Triple H's worst look in two years? I would say, yeah. Today, I think think if if that were to get booked, yeah, I do. I do think that's, and it goes back to Roman Reigns and The Rock does not need a championship attached to it at all, at all, at all. Oh, yeah, probably. But that doesn't mean it doesn't need to, and they don't need a title because they can fight over who's the head of the Annoy family table. That's story enough for WrestleMania. I drug you. At this point, it's neither one of them. I drug you into this business. That was great. It was awesome. He needs to work on it. He hit him a little low, but that's okay. He's just started doing it. It's fine. But he did hit him a little low in the throat compared to how Humaga used to hit it. Like I said, I've never seen Sokoa do it before, so it's totally fine. Just a little bit, just a little (laughs) bit of advice. Just get it a little bit closer to that throat, and it'll look ten times better. Because when Humaga bust Riddle open, I don't remember. But when Humaga used to do it, like when he first started doing it, you're like, God damn! I think he killed that man. And God is my witness. He killed him. Most things that Sokoa does, you go, Oh my God! Did he kill that man? But not with the, the throat yeah. killer thing. Like I said, not, it's not even a big deal. Like It is what it is. The, the effect was there. But it would just look a little better if he got closer. But he's probably not comfortable doing it. He didn't want to hurt Matt Riddle. They're co-workers. It's fine. Fuck. Yeah, he's fine. That's fine. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset. Probably, and and you and, and everyone that's ever listened to the show knows that I do, I do enjoy me some rock man. He's he's the man. He's hilarious. I like some. Of his, I like a lot of his movies. Mister Napper, I gotta ask you. Hey, what would you think about the? You've seen the rumor of the Rock being discussed as a pie in the sky idea of winning the Royal Rumble. What would be your thoughts on the Rock winning the Royal Rumble in twenty twenty three? I think it'd be very very extremely stupid. Same thing, same reason as Jason. That feud, first off, doesn't need a title. Just like the uh, Brock and Goldberg didn't need a flipping title to make it special. They can do that all their own. <laughs> there are plenty of different ways that they can make that whole entire feud special without having to throw a title in for it. They need to get the titles off of Roman, but at the same time, that is not the way that they need to go about doing it. So I would hate it. It's the same thing with Goldberg. Like, why are we throwing the Rock into the situation just because he's the Rock, and you know we think that he's maybe worthy of a title shot in kayfabe? No, there's no story there as a for the championship. Why do it? You don't need to. To be honest, I don't even know if you could be like in kayfabe. The Rock deserves it. Like, he doesn't. In, in kayfabe, Goldberg deserves it more. Goldberg has been active closer. Than the yeah, Rock, this present. Like, do I like? I'm talking do, about like when now, Goldberg do, for first me came personally. 
myself enjoy really making that statement. Not really, but it, it's everybody comes home eventually. Folks. It's yeah. it's true. Like if, if you're looking at it in a kayfabe way, at least Goldberg was semi-active. Like The Rock's yeah. been gone awesome. forever. And, and a lot of that's because of his Hollywood contract ever since he got hurt wrestling John Cena. But at the same time, in kayfabe, it would make Goldberg should get a shot first. Because wrestling, but that's where wrestling is this odd thing of, of yeah, I, number one, it sucks because I don't want to see this either, but, I mean, The Rock wrestling for both championships, I mean, ESPN, the New York Times, Hollywood Reporter, they're going to cover the hell out of Yeah, they will. And that. In revenue, and this is events 101, uh, you know, that trumps the kayfabe storyline per se. But I always go, when I say, like, that match doesn't need the title, I always refer back to Rock and Hogan. Mm-hmm. That match didn't have the title, and that match stole the show. And technically, they didn't do anything. No, it was a master class. It was. They just, they had the crowd in the palm of their hands, called it in the ring, and they really didn't do anything. If you watch that match muted, it's awful. Sound on? Gold. It's five star. I'm having a brain fart. Did all the Rock and Austin matches have a title involved? Yes, but that was different. Except the last one. Did the, that's what the I last was, one? The, the last, last one they, they had, had at WrestleMania because the Rock had never beaten Austin for the title at WrestleMania. Uh, he never beaten Austin at WrestleMania. The title wasn't on the line. Pretty sure it was. It was not. Sure, I am. That's what I wasn't sure about. He I wasn't never, sure if it he was. Never be, he never beat Austin for, at WrestleMania. The title was not on the line. Was that sixteen? That was nineteen. Jesus Christ! Right? Sixteen did have the belt, and seventeen had the belt. Nineteen. Maybe that's why. Very busted record. Nineteen had didn't have the belt. It was just them in a grudge match because he'd never beaten Stanford at WrestleMania. Hmm. Very busted though. Hilarious. That's crazy. Huh. He's telling me I was right. Mm-hmm. Well, on that, on that note, great way in the show. Good job, buddy. Yeah, man, good shit. Um, you know, what can I say? That's the study facts. You know. <laughs> now if we can just get you to see my set on the air for you, you know? Ah, you're hilarious. <laughs> Look, there's hope for everybody. I report. I didn't see your side. I said you're... What you said was proven correct. There's a difference. Look, uh, and uh, everything I've ever said has been proven correct eventually. Welcome to the spin zone. I don't think so. That's, it's, it, is it a lie if you believe it? Um, so, well, look, that's the way it is. Uh, I report, you decide. I educate the masses. That's what I'm here for. Um, you want to say goodbye to the people, Bunchy? We're going to go get your favorite. Well, do you, who favorite is do you not know? Sometimes I'm not sure. Okay, so it's a 50 50 that's that's All right. So with that, Buster, any final thoughts? Anything? Nothing. Okay. Good talk. All right. We love you, Buster. Napper, any final words? Nope. <laughs> Next week we'll actually try to talk wrestling for three hours. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Especially because uh, we skipped over some good stuff yeah, this week. Yeah. Uh, we're sorry about that. Especially, especially that World Cup match on SmackDown. No, anything with Ricochet sucks. Anyway, with that, um, it's too small. Look, it's not going to hit Gunther if he does. I'll eat a shoe. Shoe Gunther is so much better. You don't hear me singing a ton of praises, Shawn Michaels. All right, I spent 20 freaking minutes going, 
No sell the RKO. I'm just saying. Here's this like small thing. Rey Mysterio's smaller than Ricochet. That's where I was going to go I'm with not it. Well, Rey Mysterio isn't there for championships. He's there to get his son to be a star. I mean, it's working. He's part of something. Part of, it's kind of interesting. They'll have their match eventually. Probably. But if it wasn't for Ray, this probably wouldn't have been as good because he had to turn on his dad. I actually don't like. I don't. Okay, switch it one more time. Okay. I I don't care about that. I like the story between Maria and Dom. I agree. Well, I like the story between Maria and Dom better as well, but it gives more impact that he turned on his dad. I mean, that was it was to get at, him to that. Like it was at this it point, was a, it's irrelevant to me. But but I'm just saying it was a plausible reason for sure. him to turn. Sure. So you know, because for all we know, in kayfabe, he brought Raya home for dinner, and Rey Mysterio was pissed, and he's right like, "Well, Thanksgiving, that's for sure." Well, no, I think this was before that, <laughs> and Ray got pissed, and Dom's like, "F you, Dad! I'm gonna take who I want." Ray is like, "Yeah, you tell him, cause I'm your mammy." Uh, well, next. <laughs> Next week, we will discuss... uh, How does Buddy feel about all this? (laughs) This is starting to get kind of awkward. Oh, that's the forbidden door we need. (laughs) Buddy Murphy at Christmas dinner with the Mysterios. Triple H and Tony Khan. Will you guys please, just for one time, it's a five-minute clip, just one time, <laughs> I will never miss a blood and guts live, <laughs> which is probably true anyway. But it is. <laughs> Look, um, I don't think he would anyway. But anywho, yeah. with that, we will try to talk actual one more wrestling uh, next week. If you didn't enjoy the Jerry Sandusky uh, tangent, oops, sorry, sorry really, it's kind of uh, happened. Yeah, like deep down, I kind of regret it too. It's not the place for it, but that's all right. I mean. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it does happen. So this has been another edition of the Fine to the Turnbuckle. If you are wondering why we're stopping a little early, McCarthy's got to go be a dad. I gotta go be a dad. Gotta so pick up the boy. We'll be right back here next week. Just, just <clears throat> two more episodes until the end of the year, December twentieth. We will come back here and uh, you know we'll give you our wrestler of the year. Each of us, uh, our our shock of the year. If it's not Vince, you're wrong. Um, it, you know, just we'll cover it all. Tag team of the. Uh, Booker of the Year, all of them suck. Um, matter of fact, I'll probably pick Vince just to spite you because he booked half the year. Um, because why wouldn't I? Anywho, McCarthy, any final words? I think that's it. All right. With that, we'll see you next week. Be well. Smile. Let's let's just take care of each other. The holiday season's coming up. And uh, say a few prayers for uh, Bear Wind and Milo, who's in uh, you know uncertain shape after his massive heart attack. Uh, and if you can, go to that GoFundMe and, and help out. I know it's a shame that, that he, he needs that, but, hey, you never know. Helping hand might come back on you in a good way. So let's say some prayers and best wishes to him. And I hope all of you are having a great holiday season. We'll see you right back here next week in the ring with these ding-dongs and ding-ding. <laughs>